Wardcast episode 239. Go! Go! I'm Dylan Vento, and this is part three of our quarantine catch up. Uh, I'm rejoined by Alex Damrath. Hello. And Nelson W. Johnson. Hello. How are y'all doing? Alive. Yeah, yeah. still? Still? Yeah. Despite despite everything? Mm-hmm. Despite mm-hmm. everything. It's still you? I well. went into an Ikea yesterday for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah? Was, is it as majestic as people say? Uh, sure. Which <laughs> Ikea? Did you go north or did you go south? I think it's the south. Nor- Norfolk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a strange place. <laughs> Nelson a- was trying to be subtle about it, Alex. He was trying to not give away our position. Oh, well, you know, I think everyone knows this is Central Virginia by now. Um so I I, I count myself as having a pretty good sense of direction, a good spatial awareness. I can't wait I for know. the story to tell you that you were wrong. <laughs> I the store immediately told me i was wrong the store <laughs> ikea is set up in a way it's like a radar jammer as soon as you walk in through that front door you're like, you don't know which way is what I, I i walked into one room and then to another room and i was like oh if i turn right around i should be right back in that room where i was i was not no nope. <laughs> you nope. have you have read the scp where it's the giant infinite <laughs> ikea right yeah i get that now <laughs> I always thought, like, oh, that's a funny joke. Everyone talks about Ikea being confusing. Oh, I, I had no idea. It just turned out Antichamber was inspired by Ikea. Yeah. I they, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It, I, Ikea's, Ikea's are built off of non-Euclidean geometry, which is yes. why their furniture is so difficult to put together. <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw an Ikea uh, instruction booklet for a piece of furniture recently, and they don't have, like... They don't name anything. So like I've put a, a decent amount of furniture together during quarantine and like you get the booklet and it's like, okay, here are all the pieces. Here's all the lumber and it's lettered or something. Uh, here's all the hardware. Every screw, every distinct screw has its own number. Uh, every distinct shape and piece of metal fabricated or, or, or lumber has its own letter or number. And when you open up an Ikea booklet, there's none of that. It's just like, here are some shapes, and here yep. are some other shapes, and these yep. shapes fit into these shapes, and fuck you. And you better be good at recognizing shapes. I Years of, of making gunpla kits really <laughs> came together to okay. work on some Ikea stuff. <laughs> this, all right, that yeah. makes sense. I was good at Zoids, and I'm pretty okay at Ikea furniture. Yeah, it was it was Legos yeah. for me. The Legos, Lego ah. booklets helped me with, with my furniture building. Speaking of, Nelson. Me? I didn't get a fucking Lego NES. Neither did I. Nor did I get a fucking analog pocket. Neither did I. <laughs> I'm really I'm I'm really upset about it. I tried. I know you did. I tried and really I'm sorry hard. that it couldn't happen for you. I wanted it I, to happen for you. I I didn't realize how fancy that Lego NES is. That whole screen moves. Oh yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's real fancy. Yeah. It's real like, cool. What the hell? And it's then it has super dope. As a little like slot at the top of the television set for the their weird, Lego Mario. Yeah, rectangular Lego Mario. Yeah. So it can like play the music while you rotate the 
the thing. <laughs> I mean, while, the, while you while you crank your Nickelodeon right. Lego yeah. film, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. This I'm gonna sh- you know just find one of those and like show it to my kids and like this was the real Mario back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> like cranking the side of the TV. Oh my god! Please I mean, do. It's, it, if the if the price alone wasn't a giveaway, it's definitely a collector's item because it's like two hundred fifty dollars. Like it's not something you're gonna be like, oh, like I'm gonna play with this every day. Like you're you're not gonna give it to a little kid to play with. I wouldn't think. No, but. The fact that the NES is one to one, it just goes on the shelf. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on your collector shelf because you're a sad man. Yeah, thumbs up. uh, I mean, that's me too. But yeah, (laughs) and it just sits there. And then maybe like once once a year, you have like a house party or something, and you're like, check this out, and you take it off the shelf, and then you slowly turn the crank, and you don't let anyone else touch it. And then, and then you drop it and on then the you floor drop it and it shatters and then like a couple of pieces fall down the air vent that's on the floor and everyone quietly leaves the party because you're now a sobbing mess on the floor yeah people have already gotten their like people have already put put theirs together uh like i know rami got his felix got theirs um and it's funny with that because i told myself it's like i'm not gonna get the i'm not gonna get the nes lego set because I, i'm I like i'll that'll go back in stock i'm sure uh i'll say i'll wait for the the analog pocket and then those analog pocket sales like i was there i was there at 11 a.m the day they went up and they uh you 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 put it in your cart you went to checkout and then you had to set your shipping uh like your shipping rate and then the screen just hung on that shipping rate screen forever and then by the time you got through that they were already sold out and like apparently there were some like i don't fucking do like i'm not like a sneakerhead, so i don't like squat on lines to like buy shoes or whatever that you know weird tech items or anything like i'm not that kind of person uh like the super nintendo classic was the only thing i ever like sat outside in a line for um but people were like oh well if you went into incognito mode and like launch the the purchase screen from there it would instantaneously load the the shipping rates and you could click through and order and be fine i'm like that who the sucks. fuck has this time for this like internet jujitsu to like yeah <laughs> figure out like just give me the fucking device how about you make it like <laughs> also it's not, like it's coming out in like next may yeah so so why is this sold out right now? right why are they cat like it's just it's all paper right now well, and the other thing is I so I bought a chair from Secret Lab and what they're doing is they're they're tearing out the shipments. So if you get in on this one, then you'll get yours earlier. But if you get in on this one, like mine's going to be shipped by the end of this month. Somebody that I know already has theirs that they ordered uh, maybe a couple of weeks before me. I That makes sense from my point of view, not being the person building an analog yeah. pocket. Right, exactly. Knowing nothing about production or manufacturing or, you know, uh, fulfillment. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's still... But still. <laughs> like, I, I, I just... I, I don't understand why you don't just do that. Where, like, yeah, you do you do a tiered shipping thing. Like, you just keep the pre-orders open. As many people are pre-orders. It's like, oh, you ordered at 11 a.m., so you get yours, like, in the first batch. You, le- right. you ordered at 11.05, you get yours in the third batch or whatever. Um, because, like... You obviously see there's enough there's enough interest in the device. So and again, you haven't and maybe they already maybe they have already like 
sourced like a an x amount of units and stuff i don't know i don't know how this works and also like comparing comparing fabricating a chair to fabricating <laughs> a piece of technology it uses like rare earth metals <laughs> and, and stuff so i don't i don't know but I mean, this it, does have unobtainium in it right yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh it's powered but, by a single unit you like uh uh uranium rod right it uses it, energy that takes a while <laughs> It's just the all spark it, at the at the center of right. each one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. <laughs> Real sidebar here: the all spark is, in terms of Transformers MacGuffins, Autobot Matrix of Leadership way cooler Transformer MacGuffin than yeah. the all spark. And then yeah, apparently, in original Transformers canon, all spark isn't even a physical object. It is a like it's like the force. It's like a, that makes sense to me. It's like a manifestation. Of right. like willpower or something. So I'm just right. going to say another ding against the Michael Bay Transformer films as if they didn't have enough already. I think those films are perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> just the I, I got a peak of I, cinema. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Dylan go on a nerd lore tangent before. <laughs> you're I right. Only, I only recently <laughs> found that out. I don't know why. Oh, it's because that, that Netflix Transformer show came out and I don't know if I'm oh, interested yeah. in, in watching it or not, but uh Patrick Klepek tweeted like a link from the Transformers wiki um and there was it was like the link to the page about like the Transformers god I forget what he's called but like the Transformers wiki like captions like on all the images are like very funny <laughs> like they're like they're they're a little try hard but they're like for the most part they're just like they're just goofballing whereas like most hmm. wikis are like oh this is an informative image like we're trying to describe this picture accurately whereas one of the images on the page about Transformers God was using like adapted Biggie Smalls lyrics or something. Oh my God. Like they just didn't <laughs> give a fuck. All right. um, Amazing. I respect that. So yeah. So yeah, no analog pocket in my hands. No sorry. Lego NES in my hands. I'm sorry. Uh, there's nothing to be to f- fair. If you did order the analog pocket, you wouldn't have it in your hands. That's anyway, true. that's true. No analog I, pocket printed out receipt in your hands. Right. Receipt <laughs> email. <laughs> I did get my jewel cases for oh. my uh, my my Game Boy games. Well done, uh, well done. So, mm-hmm. so those are sitting on my shelf now, and those look pretty nice. I just ordered some more uh, because I found some more carts. My my Pokemon Fire Red copy was sitting in my DS. I didn't know I had that. Oh, uh, and uh, apparently Alex is giving me his Oracle of Seasons Zelda cart. Nice and. And what's the other cart? As well as a Game Boy Advance video cartridge of two episodes of Pokemon. Wow. Do you have a the Game one Boy where player? Charizard and Blaziken duke it out. And, and it's a two-parter. It's Charizard and Blaziken fighting in like some, some Pokemon League. I'm into yeah, it. Beautiful. I'm into it. Uh, to answer your question, Nelson, I do have a Pokemon player. Game Did Boy a player. Little... Yes, I have a Game Boy player. Um, I'm the Pokemon player. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Game Boy player. Weird piece of, of info about the Game Boy video cartridges. They don't work on the, the Game Boy player. Really? Uh, yeah. As a Because oh. because Majesco, who is a manufacturer for the... Because they did deals with like Viacom. And because it's like a bunch of Nintendo shows. I mean, uh, a bunch of... It's a bunch of Nickelodeon shows. And then like some Pokemon shows. And they had to like do a deal with Nickelodeon Viacom uh, to say... To like prevent piracy. So you're not allowed to use it on device that pipes it to your television i am curious though if it would work on an analog pocket because i want to see like a low res posted stamp size <laughs> on a great screen on like a 15 uh the like a high density 
uh, LCD. And then also like have a dock, have the analog pocket dock and pipe it to to a television. Oh my God. And You're see a monster, what it looks but like. I support it. I think it would look... It would be so fascinating. It would yeah. be great. It would be like a great little archival piece oh yeah um, i can imagine the greatest shame though like what if you like plug it in and it just doesn't work that would suck but i don't know like the, the analog pocket didn't exist so I, I don't think they could circumvent like there's no that's true there can't be any software or firmware it still doesn't a good way to check might be like if you download a, a, a video cartridge rom and see if that runs on an emulator i wonder mm. if that would do it i don't know I now though before I give it to you, I want to try it on my Game Boy Micro because I bet <laughs> that will at least look better than it did on my SP as a kid. <laughs> Just <laughs> crush the resolution yeah. more and more. Are there well, captions? <laughs> Are there like closed captions you can turn on on the oh video? Oh my god! I hope no. Not. And I think like even the control is very limited. It's just like play, pause, or fast forward, rewind. So yeah. So no pocket, no NES Lego set, nothing to fill the void in my heart except for Blazeball. Dylan, tell us about Blazeball. Uh, Blazeball is what's the tagline, Nelson? You read it to me. It's, oh man, Blazeball is uh, Blazeball is baseball at your mercy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Alex, your family's big into actual baseball, right? So you probably yeah, like actually. know know about. I, I don't watch I, sports at all. I know some teams and batters. Well, I know, I know, I the, know the mechanic. I know the mechanics of 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 a baseball. baseball. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the fandom of baseball okay. i i can tell you they all suck nuts <laughs> wow oh um, no they're they're my family's good people a little serious they're but, okay but they're okay they're fine so blazeball uh baseball at your mercy baseball at your mercy it's i think chiefly it is trying to capture the fandom because of how COVID has fucked up uh professional sports sure and, and a lot of people don't have like professional sports to watch um yeah. So the basic premise is, and I only figured this out, or I only first discovered this uh, because of Felix. Felix was tweeting about it because apparently Felix is helping out with the with the devs um, on 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 this game. Um, and part of me struggles to to call it a game, but I'll get into why. And then I think I think it really blew up after um, Waypoint Radio slash Friends of the Table did a lot of coverage for them. I know, I know Gita Jackson wrote a big uh, piece about it initially they talked about it a lot on uh waypoint radio and then they did like a single spin-off episode on friends of the table which if people don't know what friends of the table is it's uh austin walker plus a bunch of other uh collaborators they do um uh what what's it called what are it's let's- called dungeon world is <laughs> the is, is that really what's called podcast yeah, the game they're actual playing. Play. That's what I'm talking yeah, it's about. Actual, actual play. play. Yeah. No, but like they they don't always do the same real set. Right. Right. It's a, it's a couple of different games. Yeah. So it's actual play podcast where they they their focus is on like not D and D. Like they want to focus on all these other real sets. And so they did this like one spinoff episode, like uh, setting it in Blazeball, but using someone else's. I don't know if it's a D twenty rule set or, or what it was. I haven't I haven't listened to the episode. Um, I am critically behind on my Waypoint Radio uh, listening, and I actually have never listened to Friends at the Table. Um, but it's very good. Yeah, I mean, I hear great things. I just yeah. it's hard for me to get into a thing where you have to sit down and listen to you hours upon hours of right. Like I've never backstory. listened. I've never listened to the Adventure Zone. I've never listened to Critical Role. I've never uh, the the only thing I ha- or I listened to the very first quote unquote season of 
uh, uh, Acquisitions Incorporated back when it was like they were just fucking around. Like it wasn't an official thing. And then like every Penny Arcade thing, it turns into like this big giant thing where they do like official sponsorships with Wizards of the Coast and all this shit. But like, um, but so what baseball is, it's, 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 at the end of the day, it's baseball. It's it's baseball, but it has like a bunch of kooky stuff thrown into the mix. So like you 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 log in, you create an account. It's a web game. You log in, um, and there's basically I think one of the first things it prompts you to do is to pick a team. And there are like uh, there are twenty teams split between two leagues. Um, there's the good league and the evil league. Um, and then there's within those leagues, there's like a lawful good bracket, a <laughs> a chaotic good bracket a lawful evil bracket a chaotic evil bracket and it's not that like i think that's the nerdiest part of it i don't even know why they use classical like D alignments for it because it doesn't really ever uh come into play um so you pick your you pick your chosen team which i i am a i may stand for the the breckenridge jazz hands um there it's are nice. uh, there are other the there are teams such as the new york millennials uh the the miami dale um there is let me try to think of another one uh 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 uh, oh the san francisco lovers um the the chicago firefighters um and they all have slogans too so the chicago firefighters slogan is just we are from chicago (laughs) um but that's what it is it's just it's just baseball with like trying to be really really funny about it and so like ever there's a game there every team plays at the top of every hour so you get this readout of every matchup at the top of every hour and there's seasons and every season lasts a week long. And then there is a siesta, which is the off season, uh, uh, every Sunday. Uh, so which would be today at the day of this, uh, recording. Uh, so every team plays and you get fake currency and you can bet the fake currency against each team and, and, uh, who you think the winner will be. And they give you like, uh, uh, probabilities on win rates every, every game. So, I mean, like the, and it's, it's really basic. And I think that's really what frustrates me about that aspect is that like, you just, you look at the two probabilities, like, all right, you have this one, this team has a 65% chance to win. This one has a 35% chance to win. I guess I'm going to bet on the 65% chance to win. Hey, they won. Oh, look, I doubled my money. And like, that's, that's basically it. That's all you can do in terms of like interactivity with the core game. Um, you, you, you bet that money. You can determine how much money you bet. And then when you, when you earn money, there's, there's a shop and you can buy things from the shop. So you can buy things like there's a passive revenue potion, which increases your passive uh, income that you gain every time your chosen team wins. So every time the jazz hands win for me, I get some money. Um, jazz so hands. It's every very time, good. Every, every it's time very good. Just, oh, and their logo yeah. is great. It's the jazz hands emoji, but there are like musical notes like stitched into in That's between good. the fingers That's it's good. very good um excellent and uh you can increase you can buy upgrades for how much you're allowed to bet each time because you start you can only bet like 20 coins at a time um but you can increase it as much as or you can increase it to a huge amount i don't know i haven't hit the max yet i've maxed out my passive income for the jazz hands i can only get 60 coins per win now um and then they have a bunch of other stuff they have this thing called the fairweather flute which is 2000 coins and if you buy that it allows you to switch teams so if like you've just been you've been backing a really bad team that's been at the bottom of the bracket for multiple seasons, you can just like I'm going with the Hades Tigers now. Like fuck it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, and then there are votes you can purchase, and a vote one vote 
costs 100, 100 coins. And what votes are is at the end of every season, there are these decrees. And the decrees f- permanently alter the, st- the state of the game. Okay. Um, so, for everyone? For everyone. It's just, okay. it, it alters the entire game. Um, so, like the the infamous one the, the the big example everyone uses at the end of the first season everyone the, there were a bunch of different decrees but people voted to uh the decree was open the forbidden book and the forbidden book is the book of all like baseball knowledge it's the baseball rule book but it's like this tome it's like this like the necronomicon type thing um yeah. but they voted to open it and so they opened up the book and it like gave the umpires the abilities to just incinerate players so like, hell yeah the, the, the <laughs> umpires Emilius incinerated some players um it it cast uh the baseball diamond into a solar eclipse so there's like a weather readout for every game and for the next week all the weather all the time was just solar eclipse um so one of the teams is the was the moab uh uh uh, um sun's sun starers uh sunbeams yes the moab sunbeams and moab is a is a desert in in utah so they they were like the u the 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 utah sunbeams um opening the forbidden book uh through their stadium into hell and so they became <laughs> the hell mouth sunbeams yes um and so it, and so it does stuff like that so what it, but what's difficult about the game is that it's hard to like keep track because there's no like there's no log of this stuff happening right mm, um, so it's all live right so there is there is a play-by-play as games are happening but it only shows you the last occurrence so it'll be like mm. and in every team has like uh every team has a bunch of players so there's like rosters for every team and, they, and they're rated they have like star ratings for like how good they are and on the back end there was a screenshot that went around a little while ago because someone like cracked open the website and was looking at like the react code and there was like a json object of like 50 stats uh that is assigned to each player but they're all random shit like one was like anti-capitalism and it was like a, a float like from zero to one there was one i think it was like kissability or something it was all random shit um and so it's I'm the important sure, stuff though yeah exactly and so they like randomly so and the, that all comes into play somehow i don't really know why but the, every every team has a star rating they all have this stuff but it's very much it is uh the game is the game the experience is is kind of built on that like there in the moment kind of like the reactionary stuff kind of like how sports fandom is like like sports fandom in real life like there's coverage for it like there's going to be you you can read how a how a game went the next day um from like uh not dead spin anymore because they're dead but like you know uh sb nation or or whatever whatever sports blog you follow or right um or espn obviously but um in this you like literally have to be there you have to be there like watching the plays happen in real time because there's no there's no official recording of it there is a ever-growing expanding wiki that is fan run it's not an, like it's i mean it's official in the sense that like this this experience is mostly built on fandom um but it's not like run by the developers it's run by people in the community and and they might cover stuff so like the only most of the reason why i understand the forbidden book stuff so well is because one word of mouth and two the wiki has like started documenting this stuff oh cool um okay. but it's a fascinating little microcosm where like real canon quote unquote real canon the official canon 
and fan cannon just like smash into each other huh. and and like people are just building up like this this thing so like they're like the designs for the logos for the sports teams that's all fan created they're like baseball cards out oh, there really? for, for all the players with their stats that's all fan created like that's so it's cool. the stories being told it's very scp in that way right where it's all but but the difference between this and scp it's like i mean obviously it's built in a on a fandom wiki so there's you can edit pages and whatnot like in there i'm sure there are discussions happening with that but it's like there's no real end of the day stamp of approval right like right. like the stories being told only rise to a certain point and then they stay there um where mm-hmm. and, and the devs have stated that like they can pluck they're going to pluck out certain things and i say the devs to stay at that i want to be very clear i am i'm an admin on on the blaseball discord because felix (gasps) came over to the finji discord and asked for some assistance um i don't i don't want to break the illusion for too many people so if this if this is something you you want to keep the 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 secret alive yeah Yeah. stop listening but um or fast forward by a couple of minutes yeah and i and maybe i shouldn't even talk about it but like the fan the 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 canon there's very little official canon the official canon is basically just what happens on the page um and then everyone just kind of like expounds past there and everyone has their own head canon for what everything is and uh and i saw someone on the discord saying something like they said they said hatsune miku does the the national anthem at the beginning of every baseball game and in my head i'm like well that's part of my fan can like like i've that, adopted that, that now exists. because yeah that's hilarious like that, that that's what i want like i want yeah random shit like that but and i think people are getting frustrated by like how internet maybe the 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 wiki is becoming because like people will put like a statement and then people will expound upon that statement with a bunch of like silly little like extraneous extras to it and i i like that stuff but i think i think some people it's been frustrating but i mean that's what baseball is baseball i mean baseball at its core and i i struggle to have this because i'll stare at it and i'll be like it's just a readout of plays <laughs> of fake baseball um and then you it, i keep going through like this sine wave of like i get it I don't get it at all. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, because so like last night was the, the, the end of the postseason. It was uh best of five games and it was only two teams left. It was the Hades Tigers and it was the New York millennials. And people were freaking out about like this playoff because they made it to game five and it was still like bottom of the fifth. And there was no like, obvious winner at that point i think the the hades tigers were up by like one point and i'm and and it's just people in, in the discord there are watch party channels and they just turn nice. into like twitch chats it's like messages are just flying so yeah. fast and then there is a uh player i think oh god i can't remember i think on the hades team uh named rachel telephone um and she was like a five-star player like she like she dragged that team to the championship like the entire time and like people were like complaining about how like she was overpowered and like apparently there's like weird stuff with the millennials team where like the millennials players are like swapping souls and it's like changing their stats and doing all this shit it's it's really (laughs) hard to keep track of um and i think that's the frustrating part to me um because like the the in-universe like game is that the umpires don't really the umpires are the devs um the, they don't they don't they don't give a lot away like they say they sure. say things are very cryptic they speak in all caps on the discord they say things very cryptically um and part of me wishes there was more i wish the game itself fed me more um 
I could see that. And I and I wish there was less of that that uh extemporaneous like you know in the moment type stuff because I'm not there. I don't get it. And then I'm going to get these like little morsels of information here. Like the Rachel telephone stuff I only got because I'm like, Oh, someone on Twitter was talking about it. Oh, I read a little bit in the discord and maybe I'll check out the wiki. And I think the wiki is the most helpful because it has a, the most density of information, but it's like hmm. the least official information. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So it's, it's hard to balance all this stuff in it, but it's, it's this weird phenomenon that has been taking off. And I think it's really cool. I just, I feel like I'm missing the joke. I'm, I feel like I'm missing the I'm missing a part of it, and maybe maybe it just comes down to the fact that I don't I'm not into sports fandom. I, I'm not a casual watcher of sports. sports watcher, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the missing point. But I did get excited in that final playoff game where it was like, oh my god, are the Hades Tigers going to take it all the way, or are the Millennials going to take it in the very end? And it was just back and forth, and ultimately the Tigers won. It's like that's cool. And then like we have the siesta and. Everyone has the day off, and now we just have to vote. So, like, one of the votes last at the end of last season was uh, the one that passed was just called Peanuts. Yeah, it just it yeah. just it just said Peanuts. Okay. Um, and what that did it added a new currency. So you, originally you had the coins, you had the votes as two different types of currency, and then there was hmm. a third currency called Peanuts, and you okay. could buy a bucket of peanuts, and the bucket of peanuts was one to one, so you could buy a ten thousand peanut bucket for ten thousand coins. Um, and then you could buy a squirrel of devouring that would help you eat the peanuts, but then no one ever said what the peanuts did. And then another <laughs> random thing that the peanuts vote did, it just randomly changed everyone's name. Everyone, every player that was named Dan was now named peanut. So it was like <laughs> peanut Jones, but that was only because his name was Dan Jones, but there was another player named Daniel. And so his name was renamed to peanut deal. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you were going to say. So, so again it's just, it's it's wild it's like it's it's this frenetic ever changing ever moving thing and i just it because when i stepped into it i thought i thought i originally thought it was gonna be like a universal paper clips type thing or like like all these other web games i like really fall into for a little bit like a mario royale thing but it's it's this weird other thing that i don't really get but i'm glad it exists nonetheless i mean like they're like the baseball patreon is like maybe like twenty five hundred dollars a month already so like Jeez, they're doing all right. Does anyone have any baseball mm-hmm. questions? I talked a lot about baseball. I, I, I no. can't think of any questions honestly, just because it sounds like it's the kind of thing you can't really question. Right. You have to just jump into it right into the deep end. Right. Alex, do you share the the sports fandom with your family, or are you just like kind of like a a back observer of of their of their love for the uh, for the game? I'm somewhere in between. Okay. Because I'll go to a sports game and yeah, I'll we'll be too. like, yeah, this is a good time. Yeah. Uh, I I don't, I definitely don't get as much out of like watching it on TV. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, when it comes time for them to like do their thing and talk to me about sports, I'll, I'll just lay like, smiling. <laughs> I'll, I'll like, fake yeah, it. Cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll fake my baseball knowledge. Yeah, sure. I uh, uh but like the so I I was watching uh a friend of the show Harris Foster did a birthday stream where we played Halo and also happening at the same time there was a stream called Blaseball Radio and it was just a guy that turned himself into a sports announcer <laughs> for Blaseball as it happened. So he was just like calling out plays and talking about specific players and it's like again another little fascinating little chunk a little yeah. piece of the Blaseball puzzle that Part of me feels like this thing is very much the uh, the emperor has no clothes 
kind of mm. thing. I think mm-hmm. it's because I, part of me, part of me feels like it's a lot of people just agreeing it's cool and no one wants to, no one wants to disagree and look stupid or foolish. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also a very cynical view on it. And then part of it is like, I've never seen a kind of experiential game before where everyone has like their own unique take on it. Yeah. Where it's, it's like, it's not fully a game. It's not fully an, an idle clicker type thing. It's not fully like a collaborative narrative thing like SCP. It's all of these things. And it's very weird. It's very, yeah. it's, I don't, I don't know. Go jazz hands. I get that. Go jazz hands. No, I get that. Go Jessica Telephone. Get ring, <laughs> ring, baby. Ring, ring. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's baseball. Um, the season three election is going to end in 48 minutes if we want to, <laughs> if we're Yo. still going by that Ooh. time. We can find out. Here, here are the decrees for, for season three. Uh, uh, these are the ones that are up for vote. So, the, the top two will be will go into effect. Uh, first one, eat the rich. Uh, you redistribute the funds from the top 1% of fans at the end of each season. Uh, good, good. Eat the crust. Five players from two-time champion the, oh, what was this team called? Uh, the Philadelphia Pies. Hell yeah. Will be reassigned to random teams. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, third decree, interviews. This just says, get to know the players <laughs> with no extra information. Just get to know them. Excellent uh decree four late stage uh postseason bet payouts increase each round to two times three times five times so if like if your team keeps surviving the playoffs uh or the postseason games your your payouts on their wins will go up higher okay and then last one blaze running stolen bases are worth 0.1 runs so then they're they're going to be <sighs> decimal points within baseball games all right, awesome. This is pretty yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they do it, and they do it every week. And every week there are new, there are new votes. And like the thing, it's like this churning machine that just has, that just keeps going. Yeah. Um, and the site collapses on itself so often because so many people are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's built a good in React. To have. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, that's baseball. <laughs> uh. We, what a treasure it's, it's it's something man i'm curious i'm curious how long it's gonna keep my attention um other other web game and we talk about this very briefly mario royale okay. is back no it's back from the is dead it? <laughs> it's back it from actually. the dead it is it's weird the uh, i think i talked about it once when it came back the first time so like the original version went down because of Nintendo and then it came back in some form and that form was very weird because they like changed out a bunch of sprites but then kept in some of the Mario sprites but then also added like the weird like Super Mario All-Stars sprites to some level. Yeah. Um, and so this this archive is what they're calling a historical archive is like that version, the second version of, of okay. Mario Royale. So like you boot it up and like, oh, this, this, this one is using the Super Mario Brothers 1 sprites but this version is using the all-star sprites in this version is using something else and this and you can choose your player and someone's playing mario and someone's playing sonic and this guy's just playing as a stick figure and this guy's playing as sans undertale and yeah. i don't know and you play against like two or three people because that's only the concurrent player counts only like 30 people at any given time so it's obviously it's not it's not what it once was uh breaks my heart but 
exists exists out there if you still want to play it. It's, ev- it's evolving, is what it is. Yeah. Nah, it's devolving. Oh, in my opinion, wow. it's not pure. <laughs> the purity is gone. It's oh, impure. Oh, um, it's yeah. It, it or like you don't. If you die in a match, uh, you have lives now. Like just from the get go. Whereas before, you had to find the single one up mushroom to get even a in a single extra life uh whereas now if you you ha- you start with like two extra lives um which i think also takes some of the some of the purity out but also when you only have 30 concurrent players might as well give people multiple times multiple tries to to beat a to beat a run mm-hmm. yeah um, that's fair all right so this third part of the quarantine catch-up we're gonna we're gonna talk about games if it hasn't been apparent so far there's some there's some new stuff if we get to it but uh we haven't talked about many games since like March or April. So yeah. I got a list here of yeah. stuff to talk about. A curated list, if you yes. will. Um, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex. Yes. Alex. Alex. Can you hear me? Alex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you hear me um, now? Yes. Good. Alex. Alex. Dylan. Alex. Dylan. Would you like Alex? to talk about Doom? I'd be happy to talk about Doom. Let's talk about Doom. I think you should start since you played uh, a little something called Doom 2016. I did, in fact, finally play Doom 2016, despite the fact that it came out in 2016. I bought it like 2017 or something. No, for like 30 bucks. Um, You know, we all make mistakes. I, you know, when you're in quarantine, you got a lot of free time. And what's a better way to spend that free time than killing some demons from hell? Going through that backlog. Yeah. You know? It's like, check it off the to-do list. Kill demons mm-hmm. from hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I, so I play, I finally played the new, the, the reboot of Doom. It is very good. Yeah. You know, you might be surprised to learn that everyone that's been raving about that game has been correct. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's yes. very, I, so I, I mean, I, I think I've made it clear before. I'm not, I, I, I have no, uh, 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 familiarity with pc shooters especially old school pc shooters never played doom still have never played doom original doom um never played quake never played any of the any of the pc games from the 90s nor any of their uh spiritual successors um i know a lot of people were very nervous about the doom reboot because doom 4 was in development hell for a very long time Mm -hmm. um and so, but, but people were very excited when this came out because it seemed to uh, do what everyone wanted from a new Doom. It's very, it's very fast. It's very, it's very slick. It's very clean. It's very unlike traditional, contemporary, modern first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. There, there's it did no, away with with reloading. It did away with like weapon carry limits. Right. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no sprint button. Uh, you, you just, just you just, just always fast, just <laughs> blindingly fast all of the time. Um, it's very, it's got a very light narrative in the first Doom. It's very, I remember seeing someone refer to it as Verhoeven esque, uh, mm. Mm. yeah, meaning Paul Verhoeven who directed things like Starship Troopers and uh, RoboCop. Um, so a very uh, ultra violent, ultra gory type film that also has like intense like political societal commentary in it um robocop being about like police corruption and everything what is uh, starship troopers is like a colonialist commentary yes it's uh well the movie does a worse job than the book but it is very (laughs) uh it is very much about like colonialism and like what drives a society to be so pro-war got it um 
because I mean the the driving force behind the main character going to war is like while he's in training, uh, his entire his hometown is like bombed by the enemy. Ah, and and he gets very like gung ho about revenge and murder, which is Neil Patrick Harris, right? No, Neil oh. Patrick Harris becomes a psychic. Oh, okay. In real life. Uh, <laughs> Who? Casper Van Dean, I think is his name. Oh. I'm yeah, Casper's got Van good Dean. eyes. He's got beautiful He's eyes. He's got though. good mm. eyes. He's got some good ass eyes. Um and so like the 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 story in in Dude twenty sixteen is kind of Avatar. <laughs> it's like these these people went to Mars to like find an alternate uh fuel source energy source yeah. right yeah for, for earth and it's it's called Ar- argent energy and it's and it, it's pulled straight from hell straight from the no tap baby they're, um, they're, someone someone at this energy company was like well i know of a way <laughs> to get energy from uh hell itself and they went well let's open a portable to hell yeah what could go wrong and nothing uh, everything goes wrong yeah. so uh, it's the the what uh, uav what is the name of the UAC. UAC. United so Armed Corps? I, I couldn't tell you what the what it stands for, but that UAC, I think, has always been part of yeah. Doom lore, right? Union Aerospace yes. Corporation. I think since three. Yeah. Um, um, but so, like, they, they are the ones, and they so they're siphoning this energy, but also, like, they have this very um, Silicon Valley-esque, like, front, where they have, like, inspirational, they have, like, holograms of, like, hr reps that are like speaking inspirationally to like people as you walk through and then the other big thing is is doom guy doom marine doom slayer is this science protagonist that um basically is is shedding all of the 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 cruft that is built up on traditional kind of uh story poor uh triple a games where it's like oh you're going to talk to a talking head and it's going to give you the prompt for the next mission and in the middle of the the person giving you the prompt he like punches out the the monitor that that they're speaking to you on because he doesn't care he's going to he's going to fulfill his agenda and and it works it's very light it it works really well that combined with the gameplay i think people really like the glory kill system because it made the combat more active yeah um, it's it's a good system to keep you in the fight as right. opposed to finding yeah. a place to like duck and hide Definitely. exactly and, yeah. and i mean like in sight lines aren't really built for like snipers like there is a sniper type weapon in the first game the the gauss cannon um is kind of like a sniper because right. you, right. you can charge it up and they and, give you a scope on the on the automatic rifle if right, you want it right 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 um but it's fun it's really fun it's really seamless it has a good power curve uh it builds up in a really nice way like the imps and the other smaller demons at the beginning the imps and zombies you fight like are kind of not really a challenge at the beginning but they're enough to like keep you on your toes and let you l- learn the systems um and then you build into things like the uh like the revenant and the baron of hell and all this other stuff and even then you're over time you're able to conquer those as well like you basically you learn a strategy for each enemy um that even the really tough enemies like the baron of hell or like the the hell knights which are yeah. probably like the toughest enemy in the first like fourth of the game uh because they're just this b- these big brooding monsters that rush you all the time and can climb climb stuff and and just really get at you really quick and do a lot of damage you can mm-hmm. take them out once you upgrade your your weapons to a certain extent so the glory kill system where you kill kill an enemy 
they, they, they flash after they take a certain damage and you click in the stick and it executes them and then you get a bunch of health back from that or you have a chainsaw and if you chainsaw an enemy uh, when they're flashing you get ammo back it's this great loop of like oh I'm low on ammo on this weapon I need to like set up an attack I have to set up an offensive so that they're low enough health that i can now attack them with my chainsaw and then i get ammo back and i can keep the loop going um there it falls short a little bit because uh i was constantly low on fuel for my chainsaw um yeah i never had fuel i never did when i played it yeah um and and as soon as i got some i would i would burn through it um they they fix that in doom eternal where they always guarantee you have uh one at least one fuel or one pip of fuel yeah um which is a great improvement. It it's still difficult because every enemy requires a different amount of fuel. So like a revenant oh. will require three pips of fuel, whereas yeah. a basic zombie or imp will require one pip of fuel. Um, mm-hmm. And I never really memorized that very well. Uh, or I would stay on the on the ends of the spectrum, right? I would stay on the poles. I'd be like, I know these enemies take the least amount, and I know these enemies take the most amount. Right. Maybe the uh, uh, what are the big uh mind flare not mind flare the the big floating eyeballs what it's called again oh like caco demons caco demons caco mm. demons i think take two and maybe a couple other ones i can't remember maybe hell knights i i think it was like fodder is one and everyone else is three that is, was okay my experience yeah um and, and so like this is where we sort of get into i guess we're going to jump into some doom eternal and how this compares mm-hmm. but uh i felt like in doom one i never ran out of ammo there was like constant ammo pickups around around there and and i feel like in eternal they were like okay so we need to tune this a little better and you're definitely are running out of ammo more uh which is why they sort of they they brought down how much you could carry and made it so like the chainsaw is way more important Hmm. but i mean i i still I, i i still was always running out of ammo in both games um and I think I think maybe it's just because of our playstyles or our familiarity or lack thereof with with the game. Like I mean, I don't perhaps I don't know the proper way to conserve ammo. Um, and and that and that type of game, a game that acts like a very heart pounding, like fierce shoot 'em up. Uh, they usually kind of just like kind of like ply you with ammunition, like in a you know in a call of duty you never you're never worried about running out of ammo because it doesn't have that survival horror side to it where i mean like sure. doom isn't super survival horror but still has a little bit of that like uh dead space influence where like ammo conservation can come into play um, it, it definitely was in three and, and there is like a sense of them trying to merge the gameplay of one and two mostly one and two with like a little bit of three yeah and i mean yeah. I, I never played three or I, like and i never really understood the critical or like the 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 community response to doom three i think it was this weird thing i think like people's the biggest the biggest complaint i think i remember about doom three was the the flashlight and how yeah. the flashlight was something you had to physically change to and they tried to yeah. make it like a even like a more horde. survival horror yeah where it's like jump yeah. scares you had to like keep things lit um and I've talked to a lot of people nowadays. This is just sort of like that. I don't know what we called it officially, but the Wind Waker effect in Fall, who are just like, that was brilliant. Doom, Doom 3 asking you to switch to the flashlight a bunch of times. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's about what you expect, right? Like, I mean, like if yeah. people just want another Doom in the in the vein of like what Doom 1 and 2 were traditionally about, then that would be a problem for you. I did enjoy all the mods that were like 
here is the flashlight on every gun. Also, it's the Batman symbol. Right. It's the bat <laughs> signal. Or, or it's Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Hello Kitty one was really good. Um, but yeah, so I played all of 2016, really enjoyed it. I think the narrative was light, but also fulfilling enough for like the type of type of game <laughs> and story they were telling. I also thought it was really weird. It builds up in such a way that you go to hell and it almost treats it as like, oh, this is this is the final act of the game. And then you go right. back to Mars, and then you go back to hell, and then you go back to Mars again, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you finally yeah. go go to Mars, and then you fight the spider mastermind. Um, but I think if I had any major critique of the game, I feel like they should have treated it going to hell as even bigger than they did. I think they treated it as like a, a major a major turning point in the game. But I feel like if I was constructing kind of like that arc, that would be like your climactic moment. Like this, like when you go to hell, you're staying in hell until this game is over um, or until the finale is done. And then it ends on a story beat that feels like it should lead directly into Eternal. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this much. Eternal doesn't deliver at all. I think it's at that point. I think it's really unfortunate if, if like, I don't know if 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 Doom 2016 is like a very like succinct maybe like uh like satirical essay on like whatever it's trying to say whether it's you know mega corporations or the the mission design and and AAA first person shooters or whatever the myriad of things it's trying to talk about the story in Doom Eternal is like someone just like threw like a D and D monster manual on your on your lap and was like read this. Really? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, can you give me spark notes and they're like no fuck you and then they walk away um yeah. it's very dense it's it's in media res in the worst possible way um, in media res in media res means in the middle of in the middle of the 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 thing um okay so a story that is in media res kind of throws you into the middle and expects you to kind of like figure out what uh happened um okay so I, I let's just to completely clear it there's at the end of 2016 you get captured uh there's there's this story beat that happens when you first go to hell where they're like we don't know how to get you back right and then they figure out how to get you back and and pull you out of there and and it's sort of against your will but but they managed to like warp well, you out well, of hell they they you go you, into, you go to hell you come back and then at some point when you go back to hell that's when they do they're like we don't know if we can get because you're closing you're closing the well or the portal from which okay, they're right. they're siphoning the energy and by closing that portal you're basically closing off the gateway but uh uh uh, you're but they r- figure out like a tether that 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 fig that isolates you and and pulls you out of hell and right. back on the robot buddy you're the robot ceo of the corporation samuel hayden s hayden mm-hmm. satan satan yeah. you, you get it uh... satan um <laughs> he yeah he builds he builds this Shaden. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah you got it <laughs> he yeah he builds like this weird like trans-dimensional tether that like once he flips a switch it like drags you back to to Mm. mars um there's also a giant sword involved that you have to charge up i I forgot about that aspect hell yeah uh the the crucible uh which is so at the end of 2016 he uses that tether to pull doom slayer back but in doing so traps him pulls him back basically into a cage Yes. And then, and then walks takes, away. 
and then takes the sword and was like, look, I can't have you continue to fuck things up like you're doing. Right. Because you're he, destroying he is my mad. business. Yeah. He is mad about the fact that they had to close the ports. Like he acknowledges that something that needs to be done because of like, you know, hell unleashing a, a, a war on, on earth or the solar system. But he's still like, but I worked so hard on all this stuff. Yeah. Dude. My empire, you're ruining it. I did Scott stop. And, and then Eternal opens up and you're just in your castle. You're fucking like <laughs> what? Like Earth, Earth like, has <laughs> been overrun by demons. Earth is on fire. Like it's and and you are in a giant space castle. Samuel Hayden is nowhere to be found. Orbiting Earth. It, there's yeah. no there's no and then also there's this ai that comes into play his name's vega he is your ai throughout the first game and right. he has to be like manually shut down uh at the end of the the first game because he he has like master control over like the systems on the mars base and you have to shut and it knows down hayden is up to something right but not really yeah. like uh, well, well i guess i guess but like it was like he, it was he's like he's very robot so he doesn't like have a big opinion on yeah, everything uh, like he's not he's, big he's on the morality like, but like the thing is he they they i actually think this beat's kind of cool they they set him up in such a way that when you have to kill him which is what you have to do you have to basically manually shut him down killing him uh uh allows the the base to be like overpowered um or allows the base to be destroyed because in destroying the base, mm-hmm. you stop everything um, from from that end. I don't, mm-hmm. It's been a while. Important it's been a story months. beat though uh, is that the Doom Slayer backs him up. Right, he has like a giant, yeah, a giant Vega. plastic yeah. flash drive to. Yeah, they have the they have like the not as cool as a hacking cards. knife, but you know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but uh, 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 but they also like I think I think the way they unfold the Doom because like. I mean, everyone's seen like the first scene of twenty of Doom twenty sixteen. It's like as a Doom Slayer, he comes out of a fucking sarcophagus made of stone. He is just like you running around. He's finding his his space marine armor that like they call the Praetor armor that like is you know futuristic space armor, but also is like implied to be like millennia old. And they yeah. and, and yeah. they they just slowly build up this mythology of like what the Doom Slayer is and what this whole what what the whole deal of the thing is in such a cool way and then i think they saw people's interest in that and then they just like dove into the deep end with it like they just like well it sounds like you just want more of this you want more of this information so we're just gonna give it to you we're just gonna give it to you we're gonna give you so much you'll be sick of it and they were right i was so sick of it to be fair i found quite a bit of it cool i think it's interesting i think it's not done like i think i think you could have all the same lore and i hate the word lore because i think i think lore is a word that's been overused to a point of like non-usefulness but we're talking about like backstory world building all that stuff i think you would have the exact same world building and if it was just told in a better way like the first game was so good it was so slick at like telling you the minimum amount of information um and letting you like be able to like hear some optional like diary entries that you can read and and get a little bit more like it was so crisp at doing that and then the second game took all of that and made it the main context for a lot of like the the emphasis of the story like and make you go through like these these things or make go through these environments that are like part of like the doom slayers like historical background and it just doesn't work because it's so much and 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 because that in media res thing happens where like you're thrown into like one of the big a big like fortress 
uh, the on space Earth. castle, if you will. Well, I mean, the space castle, the space castle oh, is your, castle? your home base. Well, the space castle is your home base. You then okay. invade. The first mission is like, well, the very first mission is like you're fighting through like a. Well, no, the first mission is you you're go going through, through that that fortress that's like on the back of a, a demon or something. I think right, but it's like a very traditional. It's like. Like imagine there are some cool set pieces. <laughs> it's very cool. It's also a lot of stuff I've seen Blizzard do before. Uh, okay. Like a lot of sure. like that big it's like this big like stone wood fortress that has like you know the big like iron spikes coming out as like studs as like a part of the masonry and like it looks like a slaughterhouse like if you look at like the the the, scur- the scourge stuff in like world of warcraft and like look at their slaughterhouses and all that stuff or like a warcraft 3 it's very reminiscent of that a lot of the the maker stuff which is basically like the heaven the heavenly faction in this game is very reminds me a lot of what diablo 3's heaven <laughs> uh levels yeah, look like I got that um uh. may- maybe a little bit more technocratic maybe a little more like sci-fi e but still very Ooh, like definitely here's a lot of like glowing blues and golds that are like accented on like white uh, ivory white towers and and stuff like that everyone has like shoulder pads that are floating up above our bodies to imply this like otherworldliness um so because that stuff seemed uh uh, uh not new it still was good i really liked it um I like most of it, but it's just it, Doom it didn't 20, quite hit. Well, Doom 2016 was like is just emblematic of that. Like the the final product is greater than the sum of its parts. Like all of this stuff on its own put together would be a fine game, but they sure. make it work and it feels great and it and yeah. it, it just works. The second game on on multiple fronts, it just it's. It is it is the to me the trap of like more is better. This is a sequel. We needed to do more. Um and in doing so it became less. And not just because of the story, where the story is like a big big problem because they just dumped so much on you. Like they introduced this like other enemy at the very beginning of the game. You don't see Sam Hayden again until halfway through the game, and then it doesn't really make sense why. But not only the st- like if you put the narrative stuff aside, I think the gameplay stuff also falls into that problem of like they gave you so many more gameplay systems that it's and just this is where we're going to disagree yeah. so i just want to preface that <laughs> it, they give you so many more gameplay systems that it's less fun to play so like a big so in 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 dune 2016 you had a you had health armor and you had ammo um and so you had health that you could get up from a glory kill you had ammo you get from a chainsaw you could never replenish your armor so they try fixing that by giving you a flamethrower and so if you flame it's called the flame belcher and it's mounted on your shoulder and if you hit a button you it it shoots out a flame and it catches enemies on fire if you shoot those enemies while they're on fire or kill them they give you armor uh drops back um so now and now the loop includes the ability to build up all of your your different your your health armor and your ammo um that is not the only thing they added (laughs) they added so (laughs) many secondary abilities that it's almost difficult to keep track um so you have the glory kills you have the chainsaw um a grenade there's a grenade in 2016 right alex yes there is actually was there a frost grenade I don't think so. Okay. So there's a regular grenade in 2016. There was not a frost grenade. Um, also, all of the weapons, let's, because I think the weapon upgrade system is also really cool. So you have, over the, over the course of the game, you unlock a suite of weapons. They have the, um, I don't know how many of them. I mean, you get the BFG, obviously. It's, at some point, you get the BFG. Um, but I don't know how many of the other ones are, are pulled from original Doom outside the super shotgun. 
Uh, I think everything for the most part. I wouldn't part. be surprised if if all of those guns are up updated versions of original yeah ones. it would make sense yeah. um but so you get i think like eight guns by the end of both games um every gun has upgrades you can do and they basically have two upgrade paths in the trees like there are some passive abilities but each one has like uh two different attachments you can unlock so like for the so there's a combat shotgun that you get at the beginning of the game and then somewhere near the middle of the game you get the super shotgun uh which is every which, every gun essentially has like a base form and an upgraded form that tends to spend more ammo at the boon of more damage or effectiveness sure but they they also have different abilities so like the the combat shotgun has like a grenade attachment so you can switch to the grenade and shoot a grenade and the grenade's also a sticky grenade so uh, at the very beginning of, tw- of Doom Eternal, there's a lot of arachnotrons, which are like mini spider masterminds, but they also have turrets attached to the to their backs. So hmm. my and my a good grenade can just take yeah, out the turret. my go to strategy was just like switch to the combat shotgun, switch to the grenade launcher, shoot the grenade, grenade sticks to the turret, blows it up. Um, so you have all those. So you have two per each per each gun. Uh, you have eight guns, so that's already a lot of variety there. They changed some of the guns to. Uh, what I think a detriment, but I mean, this is more just play style than anything. I really enjoyed using the Gauss rifle uh, at the end of Doom 2016. It had a charge up shot, so it had a had a scope on it. You could zoom in and you could charge up the shot and it would take enemies out like like it would kill a caco demon immediately which was nice to like because like the way encounter design works in these doom games is that you go into a big room and uh they spawn they spawn waves of enemies and you basically are using the terrain to your advantage you're just constantly running you're running and you're pivoting and you're shooting as you're running and as new enemies come you're switching out your your weapon tactics depending on what the enemy is so like the first wave might be here's a couple caco demons here's some imps and like, okay, well, I could take out the imps pretty easily with the assault rifle, Kako Demon, shoot with the shoot with the Gauss rifle with, with a charge up. Oh, the next next wave, oh, it's a Baron of Hell. Baron of Hells are pretty tricky, so now I have to keep my distance from the Baron of Hell while while shooting him a lot. Um, and again, it had that great, that really nice curve where it went from zombies and imps to zombies and imps and hell knights, zombies and imps and hell knights and Kako Demons, zombies and imps and hell knights and Kako Demons and and Revenants, zombies, and hell, not uh, barons of hell, <laughs> and and um, uh, Manculus is that what's called? Cyber Manculus, not sure. I, uh, uh, I, can look I it think up. it's Mancubus, Mancubus, Mancubus. Um, because there's a Mancubus and there's a Cyber Mancubus, they have different abilities. Um, despite the name, not sexy at all, horrible, horrible <laughs> to look speak at. Speak for yourself. Well, you're thinking of <laughs> that, that's an incubus, Alex. Thank you. Uh, you know, just cubus in it is this enough one is to a think man like man hmm. cubus. It's, it's built like a bus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and so it, it really built up in this really really nice way. They also have some some nice backstories for some of the enemies. So like the revenants uh, within 2016 are actually built by the UAC. The UAC like used argent energy and pumped argent energy into human experiments and yeah. atta- and then soldered like. Uh, to their spinal column like rocket packs uh mm-hmm. and missile attachments and the, there's like a diary entry that like goes into details like the uh, the patient had to be uh non-anesthetized for this exper- experience oh my to, god so that the neural link so that they're like their neurons within their spinal column would would connect with the rocket pack um oh. 
and then oh. they like talk about pumping them with hell energy and shooting them with like this beam that like zombifies them but also like has the side effect of making them eight feet tall it like grows uh bone structure for some reason so that's why they justify yeah, why the revenants are so tall and invisible uh, okay. and skeletony right yeah. um uh, yeah so I think it's clever. I think a lot of it works, and but like and then where that curve. So basically, they had that curve for 2016, and where I expected Doom Eternal to start you back at the beginning of that curve, they instead stop start you at the top of that curve, which makes oh, okay. sense if you are if you played all of 2016, which I did, and I played it back to back. But also, I just like one of the first encounters. It's like instead of me expecting like, oh, here's a couple imps and here's some zombies. It's like, well, here's two arachnotrons and here's three hell knights and yeah. go fuck yourself um yeah. and it's like okay like and, and that's fine people were complaining about the difficulty i got used to it enough but it's i think between the suite of ability so the suite of abilities they give you so there's the chainsaw the glory kill the grenades they also give you a dash so you can da- you can basically juke you can juke back and forth um mm-hmm. there's a double jump that they give you much earlier or you might even start with at the beginning of the game as opposed to 2016 I think that one you start with yeah because you had it in one right in 2016 which i appreciate like yes consistent gameplay consistent with the lore with the storytelling love that don't want samus falling down the elevator shaft every the beginning of every game losing the various suit <laughs> like that um there's the but there's also monkey bars which I think is what they call them within the context of the game that are just like grapple points that you swing off of um, to like basically get some uh, airtime and like of get, get yourself out of a combat situation. Sure. I love them. And they have a I bunch. I don't love the terminology of the game. It's not great. It's not great. They also changed all like the fire. The Belcher UI. is not great. I hate the UI. The UI just design oh, looks really? bad. The font. I really dislike this. This doom UI. This doom eternal UI font. I'm looking it up is is it's very like metallica album cover e but not great for I, reading I, i've been things wanting to talk UI. about how this game is just a heavy metal album like like in in not just like style but substance yeah and i mean like, okay and i feel like that that's that was their goal and if it and that's fine and i am the furthest thing i am the furthest thing from metalhead like i'm not it's i it's it's not my cup of tea. I don't think that's inherently a problem. I think but stuff like calling the grappling hook a meat hook and the flamethrower the flame belch. I mean that's just like metalocalypse, right? In a nutshell, it's a, a bad show style. We can all agree. I, no, but uh, <laughs> but like the one of the things they changed. I think they they don't tell you they did something with the with the ammo counter in doom eternal where they don't tell you what your max it's either they don't tell you what your minimum counter what your minimum ammo is they don't tell you what your max ammo is they, they do something i think they don't tell you your max because in doom 2016 it was like a number slash a number where the second number being the maximum and then in this oh. it's just a number so uh I, I forget like if i ran the risk of like picking up ammo when i didn't need it i don't remember if you well, you're not ever going to pick up ammo if you don't need it. You always need it. Yeah. Um, it, if you open up the weapon wheel, I think it has the yeah. number slash number. They but just, that, yeah, they, they it tweaked. didn't have it like on the always. Yeah, they just they UI. did some tweaks. They did like like the UI stuff is like the least problematic for me. But like they sure. just did some like small adjustments that I just don't think worked for me. Like like the they they use pips for everything now for the armor and the health and the and the ammo. Whereas in 2016, they used fillable bars um 
and I think that just worked better. And I just think the UI looked better in 2016. Um, but that's not. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I can agree with. I'm not gonna hang my hat on that. But I just. It's it just. Oh, I, I'd like to. T- I'd like to talk about why Doom Eternal is good now. Can I it's say one more thing about game. the weirdness of the UI? Sure. They um. So I'm looking up a screenshot of Doom 2016 at E3 at retail, and then Doom Eternal at QuakeCon from 2018, and then now. And it's really weird that they um they got rid of the dimensionality of the UI because they they used to have yeah, that like curve. Halo yeah to imply Metroid that Prime thing. you're looking at it on your visor yeah yeah now everything's just like super flat hmm. it, but and and yeah the pips thing it they is kind did, of weird they did also go in a weird direction with that the was color maybe my last little criticism of Eternal where it was just like very intentionally video gamey. I was uh, I was thinking that there's lots of things in this in this game that are just like a platform that's floating here and will fall if you stand on it and one ups and it's like things that would not exist were it not just like bonking on the head with the video game hammer. But one yeah, thing they did is, that I appreciated was that because of that, because in, in Doom twenty sixteen there were like laser grids, like protective force fields for stuff, and if you touch that it was an insta death and it just reset you back to a checkpoint. Um, whereas in, because there are so many platforming challenges and stuff like that in Doom Eternal, if you fall and fail, you just, you respawn on the nearest ledge and you've lost a little bit of health. So you have to fail right. at least like four or five times in order to like die and start over. They did a good job with that. I think that was yeah. like, they made smart, like they, they recognized the pain points and, and, and improved upon them. I think my frustration is that they also said, what can they, what can we do more? And I am I think this. I think Doom Eternal made me anti. Like I think I now have sequelitis because of Doom Eternal. Like I am now like, <laughs> like I I don't want to play. Like I don't want to play the follow up to a triple A AAA game that I really liked, and have the response to everything that was done really well in the previous entry, and just be like, well, let's just do more. Let's just do more, 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 more. So can I say one more thing before you start about how good Doom Eternal is, Alex? Sure, I'll get to it eventually. And and it, and it's really just it's just kind of uh, piggybacking on your point about um, them beating you over the head with the with the video game hammer. I feel like what they did was they they said with Doom 2016, hey, we want to make a fucking Doom game. We want to make a modern Doom game that like plays at the heart of what being the Doom Slayer is. And then with this one, they said, oh, well, now we have to make a video game. Now we have to make a video game that's going to sell. Um, and so they did all of these things. I think Doom Eternal shows that they didn't know what they had with Doom 2016. I think yeah. it shows that it was kind of a fluke in terms of like the, the, the story beats meshing with the gameplay. And I mean, like I am fully of the mind that a third game could turn all of that around. And I think that could be cool. I don't know what the story of Doom Eternal is or whether or not it leads to a third. Um, but I think it's kind of weird that the first one led to a second and didn't follow up on it. Like, I feel like it's really weird that they it's pretty weird. had yeah. the immediate, like, oh, here's your, like, motivation to continue I mean, going. It did, and it they did follow up. It. it followed up in a way that's, like, that implies, like, what multimedia franchises do. is like, well, if you read the <laughs> the, the, the yeah. novelization of the connective <laughs> tissue between Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, you, you would understand. Doom Scourge of the Hell spawn, then <laughs> you'd know. <laughs> Alex, please tell me so, why this game is good, though. Okay. Please lie to me, so, Alex. 
now now that like my head is full of all these great negative thoughts about doom eternal i'm gonna try my darndest to like remember out. why i fucking loved this game yeah push because i out. did i i i think my exact notes because i had to go back and find like the notes that i wrote for this game back when it came out like years ago oh you mean the arguments um, we had on the discord <laughs> uh no i wrote these before that even oh i i just copied uh, and pasted everything i wrote up in the discord through that in a google doc <laughs> that works um, too i think it's better than 2016 in almost every way i i my one issue when it came out was the humanization of the doom slayer because i thought 2016's treatment of him as this faceless emotionless uh, uh genderless killer uh was really cool just make him a force or them a force of nature that could be filled by anyone uh and and is just gonna you know is here to murder demons yeah um and in this one they they're like no it's definitely a white male definitely you know they they're like just like they're not even gonna let you have a second to, to question it uh here's his face here's him grunting a lot um uh, uh-huh. he's absolutely a white guy uh the, you know no questions uh, he says rip and tear he fucking he says rip and he tear. says rip and tear I don't like out that. loud there there is a there is a challenge room within your fortress called the ripatorium which i fucking hate come on it's right, dumb look, i said i, I was gonna say I, good I, things he's, he's i just gonna, wanted to get that things. one weird thing again yeah, out of yeah. here one weird um, trick to liking doom eternal <laughs> but for me uh i i found the flow of this game to be off the charts i mean, I mean once i was like in the zone I, I could not put it down i was finding myself getting better and better at all these new skills every time they introduced a new mechanic to this to these combat flows uh, i would go from like oh well that's just too many things now to oh wait this is the best edition ever within seconds like I would find a use for it and I would figure out exactly when it was supposed to be used and like it would make me feel just cooler. That's awesome. As as a, as an unstoppable doom slayer, I have access to this repertoire and I know exactly when to pull them out. I know what situations call for it and like I I develop strategies further and further given these new tools. I I found the mechanical parody for this game to be such a fine mesh of interconnected ideas. And I, I don't know. I, I I can both see exactly where people are coming from when they're like, this was too many things, but also feel like, but in the end I felt that made it better. I, it's a stronger game for having thought about, how all of these different things can interconnect and just like if i and and creating strategies where like i was leading a bunch of imps around setting them all on fire then freeze grenading them then blood punching them so they all exploded into like a shower of health and armor at once uh that like being one strategy that i had sort of developed off of everything they had given me uh, as soon as they give you the crucible which is your doom slayer lightsaber hell yeah. uh and which is essentially a delete key its ammo is very rare it's got pips like the chainsaw it doesn't auto regenerate but you can find them and when you when you pick them up you essentially get like one shot that just kills one enemy yeah it's a guaranteed kill yeah um nice. yeah it's it's not a chainsaw. It doesn't give you anime, uh, ammo, but it just uh, removes them from the battlefield. And there's just like a couple targets that are 
fucking a, like huge nuisances mm-hmm. on the battlefield and like as soon as i knew they were there I'm like all right that's gotta go and like pull out the lightsaber and run for them <laughs> like, oh cool <laughs> nice and there's just like instances like that where you know you feel in the moment you feel energized you feel as, as soon as you're like able to use all of them in synchronicity it it, it, it it's empowering and then we're going to talk about the Marauder now. No, which I uh, wait. Know... Well, I'm not done. No, no, no. We'll get to the Marauder. Oh, Marauder, my God. Okay. Marauder's on the list. What, what else you got? Let's clarify. I think uh-huh. I think my frustration uh, with talking about this game with Alex is is it mostly derives from the universal language Alex likes to use. Let's clarify. You felt flow. This this game is rewarding to you. I Everything you're describing is what I felt in 2016 with a more pared down tool set that's not the that's not to say that like it, it couldn't work with the amount of stuff that they gave you but the amount of stuff they give you plus the fact that they feel justified in making ma- way more uh, uh frenzied combat encounters because they give you so many abilities turns the game into just like a, a madhouse like uh, so often like so many so many combat encounters is basically you get thrown into arena and then they go and then they go okay here's Again, here's a couple. Here's a couple like mid tier enemies. Here's here's a couple high tier enemies, and then here is like 20, 20 cannon fodder enemies, and that's just the first wave. And once you down like half of that wave, they're just going to start spawning in the next wave. So you never really get a breather, which I get is is the point of of the game. But again, I just feel like the combat encounters, the way they are structured in this game, do not build into a satisfying way. Like if, if, if difficulty, like, I think, I think I, within the first level or two of this game, I immediately dropped the game down to easy because I'm like, this is obviously not the game that I want. I very rarely do I want a gameplay mechanical challenge in a first person game or in a single player game. So I'm just going to drop this down and I'm just going to have my way with it. Um, but it's still like so many times in the first game, I always felt like I had at least a, a, a healthy amount of control of the battlefield. Like even if I was in dire straits, I still felt like, okay, I can see a couple opportunities to get myself out of the situation. There are boost jets. Like it's very game video gamey. Like there are boost jets and shit that you hit. There are tele, they're just swirling teleportation portals that you go through and spawn you on a different part of the, the, the uh, encounter room and Mm -hmm. feels like a quake map. Right. And doom eternal has all that too. But the, um, so many times in, in doom eternal, uh, did I stop for the briefest of moments? And I know you're not. And I, when I see mean stop, I don't mean stop in like the Valorant sense where I stop and plant my feet. I mean, yeah. like take a breather, which I was allowed to do in 2016, take a breather, reassess the battlefield, maybe swivel my head around to see what's going on. Immediately just walloped by like three different enemies because you were just constantly being chased because there are chaser enemies there. I mean, every enemy chases you in such a way and some keep their distance and shoot at you. Um, but I feel like that's the point, but they it, don't want you to stop, but it, but it, it over, it's overcompensating for something. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I it's disagree. Thro- I, I right, feel like let it's me, accomplishing let me, let me its goal. Let me, let me finish the, the, the fact that so many times in the game, I either stopped and immediately was being walloped on, which means I was never able to get combat awareness or mm. I stopped and thought I had like, you know, a, a combat awareness and combat advantage given my position and just was immediately flanked uh, by several enemies and was put into a corner. And because all the enemies have collision, I literally cannot get it out of the corner. And then uh. the argument against this is that, well, there's the dash, 
well, there's the blood punch, which you punch and will basically sends out a shock wave. And it's another thing you build up. Uh, I forget how you, you build it up over time. I think through glory, glory kills or something. Glory kills. Yeah. Um, two gets you a blood punch. Right. And, uh, there's, there's the, the, the super shotgun now has what's called the meat hook, which is the grappling gun, which I think is probably my favorite addition combat wise to the game. Um, or there are the monkey bars. You could double jump and grab a monkey bar and it'll swing you out of the way. And my, for most of that game, maybe half of that game, I would forget I had the dash because I just played all of 2016 without a dash and it didn't need a dash. But now I need I need to incorporate a dash, a flamethrower, a glory kill, a chainsaw, a, a grenade, a freezing grenade, the meat hook, the monkey bars, the crucible lightsaber thing. Like I was juggling, I, think I, see what you're saying. I was juggling three balls. I was like, "This is fun. I'm having fun." And then I, I fuck, I don't know, Pete Hines. I don't know anyone else. I don't know people that work at it. So Pete Hines came over, and then he gave me like ten more balls, to knives. Juggle. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah," or like he gave bowling <laughs> pins and knives and chainsaws. Uh-huh. He's like, "All right, now juggle this." And I was like, "That's not what I wanted out of out of a sequel to this game." And I know that FPS, Quake, Doom, Diehards want this. And I know this because I'm surrounded by two of them daily on, on our Discord, <laughs> and they just rave about every fucking new Blood game, and I'm like, guys, these are just the same game, just reskinned. Have you played those new Blood games? They're pretty good. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and so, like, I get it. I get it that they, there are people that's like, no, I wanted to be challenged more. I want more. Give me more, 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 yeah. more. And and it listened to those people and gave them the game they wanted, and I'm and I'm happy for them. But the problem with a triple a game triple a games nowadays is that you can't make games like that and i'm not saying it, sh- it it should be that way but like the problem is that like you have to make a game that's going to appeal to the widest audience possible um and well, that, can't you just be happy for us still and i mean and, and that's becoming less the case um but like doom 2016 was a very uh uh, uh low barrier to entry doom yeah that i think a lot of people enjoyed um, I think a lot of those same people still enjoy Doom Eternal, but I'm sh- I'm fairly convinced that they probably shaved off some people, given the change. It, my small straw poll acid test of me tweeting about my criticisms of Doom 2016 and a lot of my game dev colleagues that normally don't like my tweets liking my liking that tweet. Like it felt a little a little. I was like, okay, maybe maybe I am at least I'm speaking to some similar minds here but i understand that like most people really like it. i mean like i mean you know i think the biggest person in games that i know that's the biggest doom guy uh no pun intended outside of alex is probably brad shoemaker and brad shoemaker had plenty of criticisms at giant bomb about doom eternal but he still gave the thing four out of five stars so it's like this is still a very good like i beat it i finished it it's like, still it a good package I, I i didn't like stop playing it because it was so frustrating i played it all the way through and still came away pretty frustrated not just from the combat not just from the story from a smattering of things because i'm just like you so elegantly executed on what i don't know what what, someone who has never played these types of games get me interested in this and then i feel like you you didn't you failed at 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 following that up yeah yeah and and i i understand all of that I feel like I want to congratulate them on creating something for me. This small itty bitty game <laughs> that might not have a chance of succeeding. Really like this huge, fast, bombastic Quake Doom Unreal <laughs> titles. Like, like I, I'm into it. I, I was so into it, and by the end of it, even though they like played their wildest card and and gave us a boss fight that was 
kind of lackluster. That, I, I walked away <laughs> from it feeling like this is great. That, I had a great time. That Thank icon, you, dude, that icon of sin fight is like so it's frustrating. Okay. I think it's I think it's straight up bad. Like I think it's straight up oh. like it is. I think it is. I thought it was too easy. I think. Shut up. I think. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I think. I, I I enjoyed the con maker fight. Like I think that was like yeah. an appropriate level of challenge for what I wanted. Con maker is such a good name. I think the I think the icon of sin was just like. It was. I was so tired by the end of that that fight because it was just so many. Uh, the way that fight is structured, and like the icon of sin is like the big bad of like Doom, the original Doom Two. Um, he's just like this giant force of evil. And in Doom Two, it's restrained. Even like you're not even fighting a moving around icon of sin. It's just shooting fireballs at you from a stationary position and you got to fire rockets into its brain right it it, it it and it also evokes like a lot of like cultish like iconography like it has a skeletal goat head as a head uh with horns and everything but it has right. this giant like mechanical body look it looks a little and john romero's head behind it inside right, of it you right. know like, it's <laughs> very uh it kind of looks like ultron like the stylization of ultron's like metal rungs on his body kind of looks like that with like ultron red. plus satan yeah yeah um ultron satan say say Ult- hayden so ultra Ultron. yeah um <laughs> but so so you're fighting that thing and it's like standing on like the top of the skyscraper on the edge but while you're fighting it all of those combat encounters that i was complaining about are playing out at yes. infinitum the i'm ent- watching it right now the entire course of that so it's not like it's the baddies never let up maybe for like a minute and then you get some get some pot shots on Icon of Sin, and then a whole new wave respawns, and you're just running around. So I mean, and, and I think their balance, quote unquote, for that for that fight is that they just give you like infinite shit. Like here's infinite yeah. ammo, here's infinite health, here's not not constantly on you. Like you have to run around the arena and grab it, or like here's infinite crucible uh, charges. All, um, all of those things are re- respawning instead of just going away forever. But that fight literally made my head hurt because it was just like it it was so unfocused because it was just constantly like more 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 like I don't like list, listening to metal mo- most metal like power like the real hardcore like if you if your band's logo is indistinguishable from a bunch of tree branches like I'm not into <laughs> your music um <laughs> it gave me that's that a, that's s- such a spot on description by the way well I, that I didn't create that um but they it gave me the same like kind of headache sensation that listening to that type of music would be because it just never lets up. It's just go, 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 go. And it becomes painfully monotonous. But also it's it's painfully monotonous in the way of like a marathon. The last mile of a marathon is painfully monotonous. It's like, oh God, I wish I could stop. Please God make this stop, but I have to keep going because I'm not done yet. And I'm also good. No, that's it. Um, I'm, just I'm just gonna keep ranting if you if you yeah, give me the runway like, to do it. This is gonna be all about how bad Doom Eternal is. And well, but it's I still not, it's not, it's not even I it's still not even that. beat it. So it's like it's, uh, there are so many games that I think are bad that I stopped playing, and this game right. at the very least was fulfilling and rewarding like enough not, to make me. I, I, I want to be allowed to give more credit to this game. You you are al- you are allowed to do that. I am watching the last boss fight, and I will say this is not looking. This does not look fun. I thought it was great. I I think that I think that there are certain things about this boss fight that are cool, but I I 
I'm going to be honest. I think any boss fight that is a big per a big dude is showing you the upper half of his body shoot it isn't super fun to me like it's it's not it's not fun in this it's not fun in dmc devil may cry it's not fun in any of the devil may cries where that is the boss what's also indicative of like they they didn't get the thing they were criticizing in the first game like like rob zachney's review kind of hit on this for doom eternal he was like they spent an entire game lambasting and lampooning the triple a shooter and the triple a like bear like that triple a shooter that's like has barely any plot and any coherentness. It's just you you're going from beat to beat without like, well, I'm guess I'm doing this now. Um, very much how the Halo campaigns play out, very much how like a lot of stuff plays out. And it's like you had it. You had you like you had a hand on it and like you had you it was right there and you let it go. And I, why'd you let it go? I don't understand. And then and, and that and that doesn't even have to get into the combat stuff. Like, hey, if this game if this was the same exact game mechanically and they told a way better story, I would probably be on board. But because they didn't, I really have nothing to hang my hat on on this game. Now 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 let me tell you guys about a game that makes you feel like a badass. Here it goes. You you have these beautiful kills on your enemies um you're you're just constantly coming up with new ways to to defeat everybody and and the boss fights are pretty satisfying because they are for from the majority of the fights on your level um what i'm talking about is devil may cry 5 of course uh, yes. devil may cry 5 just has a, like a, a, a excellently coherent story you don't need to play all the other games it would be better if you did you don't need to play all the other games to get the backstory but there's just like there's something about the way that um style is is emphasized in a devil may cry game uh as well as platforming and and creativity yeah i don't know who yeah, you're speaking did. to like, i'm just saying like it, it seems like a lot of the stuff that this is trying to do for shooters devil may cry 5 did really well and i am excited to see like either what doom three looks like doom whatever that's called um or well, how what, can you have something beyond eternal uh they fucked up returnal uh or a devil may cry six i am more excited to see what that is than to play doom eternal and that's not to say that they made a bad game it's just to say that like like dylan this isn't what i wanted from a doom sequel from a doom 2016 sequel from a doom one two and one and two sequel sure i think i think they did the i think they kind of did the same thing of taking doom one and two and making a left turn and i feel like they they didn't make a left turn they just kind of like made a made a made a slight right yeah they did a, they did an on-ramp onto a like yeah. a highway and the highway was like really well built and expensive and used a lot of taxpayer money but it was like <sighs> was it, look i'm gonna give alex some time to to talk about doom eternal samora since yes we have been very critical about it but i'm gonna get some water because my oh, throat okay. is killing me alex feel free to talk so i don't and i'm gonna you. listen uh geez okay well i don't know i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of just like i guess doom eternal's bad it's not now. if you I like doom eternal you like doom eternal <sighs> i just think there are some things that could have been cooler I, for sure even cooler things in any video game or just mm. but i I, th- I think the i think the issue is that 
Dylan and I see that the first one had those cooler parts, and because this one doesn't follow up on that, it feels weird. It feels a little bit disjointed from a looking at what Doom 2016 is and what the follow-up might have been. It is disjointed. Yeah. It is different. It is maybe even kind of a whole new animal. Like, but I think it did what it set out to do very well. Sure. And I think, uh, I- I'm going to say this before he gets back so that he doesn't have a chance to like counter argument. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Marauders are good. Marauder. I don't know what Marauders are. I'm looking at Really it. challenged your thinking, challenged your process, made you, uh, made you really assess the fight in a completely different way. And I think, I, I, I just think he's a, he's a good addition. Okay. Can I, can I tell you what the first six or seven res, uh, results on Google are for the Marauder? Yeah. What? Marauders alone are killing my entire experience with Doom Eternal. Spoilers, fucking Marauders. Three, how to kill the Marauder. Four, the Marauder, in parentheses with an S to make it plural, uh, have ruined it for me. Uh, five, oh, no, Dylan's back. Never mind. Never mind. We'll go. What's the fifth? Before he puts it on. Quick. Uh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. You guys talking shit? Uh, no, we started talking about um, Blaze Ball again. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, know. so I don't uh, know much about Blaze Ball, but what I do know is that the commissioner's doing a great job. That's good. That's good. That's good. But those groundskeepers, they suck. What else have uh, we been playing? Wow. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, let, let's just talk about this game where you can like slap people with fish or, or throw screwdrivers through them. Yeah, or, Alex, or, let's find know. some common ground. Wait, I thought you guys didn't play Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, Hitman. Yes. Hitman. Uh, Hitman. One and two. Both. A, mm-hmm. a series... I already talked about when when they announced Hitman Three, but really wish they stuck to the the seasonal motif throughout this 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 franchise this this world of assassination trilogy. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, at at the beginning of my sojourn into Hitman, mm-hmm. I was uh, kind of feeling the same way about it that I felt about Doom Turtle, and it took pretty much up until the end of hitman one for me to get on board with what that game is putting down okay um but i'm i'm glad i I, i'm glad it clicked because it was really running the risk of of not clicking that entire time just because it's so it's like a it's like a it's like a toy box almost or it's trying to imagine just how many games dylan it's like didn't experience it didn't click like like how many have we lost so so i <laughs> I, I will you say guys one have thing recommended is that yeah yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> i will i will say one thing and then i'll give you the floor it didn't click for me at all it didn't click for me in one it didn't click for me in two and so i uninstalled it now now proceed so wow. well, all right. why, why did it I not just, click I, for you because it might we might be on the same page why it was why it was difficult to get into i love so much about hitman but there was there was something in the actual playing of it that felt like they give you all the tools, right? 
and they do, and they just and they just put you in the world and say like go figure it out and i think that's cool but i think that there was just like a little bit of rigidness yeah in the gameplay that i wasn't expecting right because they give you all the tools it, yeah. it's it's one of those things where like you expect it to not even expect it's just like this is just how it felt because i didn't i didn't know very what you mechanical expect. it's very mechanical it's very mechanical and, it, and it's hard to like f- where, where you're supposed to find the so like alex plays as mm-hmm. as we found out because when we did our 1v1 uh but alex plays very like like if this if this assassination attempts going to shit like i'm going to see it through the end whereas when i first started playing i was very much like scum saving or safe scumming i was like Oh, so, single player. Selling. Okay, I I, I want to specify in multiplayer. Please. I was playing that way. In oh, single okay. player, I was also very safe scummy. I thought that was indicative of your play style in in single because you were much. I would go for crazy shit, but I would save scum if it didn't work. <laughs> because you were, I I am much more risk averse than you seem to have been. Like, uh, and 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 you you just had me on the rope so often. Full disclosure, Dylan nice. kicks my ass at the multiplayer. Mode. Well, I think nice. it's because and, uh, I went through the cycle of like oh my god, this game is so brutal with like, it's like, it's very mechanical where it's like, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to make, you have to knock this person unconscious in a certain way. You have to, uh, you have to do it in the right environment. Otherwise someone's going to spot you and then they're going to run and tell someone with a gun and that person's going to come find you and they're going to come kill you. Uh, and then it's going to send the entire mission into shit because there's just, you're always going to have a certain level of notoriety from that point onwards. Um, and, and some people, some people, live in that space they live in that chaos where it's like okay i'm going to i'm going to stir up shit and then what when the shit hits the fan that's when everything is so chaotic i can i can do my work whereas i'm like i want to be the i want to be the guy that's a ghost like i want to get in and get out and have no one recognize that i was there and one of the, so i was very averse to this game playing it at all for a long long time because i knew because i could just see it on its face that it was like very mechanics they're very mechanical and, and rigid in his mechanics. And then I saw, I watched Alex play and there are these, these mission stories, which I didn't know were a thing. Um, but basically there are like a, a suite of mission stories you could choose uh, at, at the beginning of a game that guide you along to certain ways to assassinate a target. So like a good example is like, so in Hitman two, the first level is in Miami and there's a giant, uh, uh like f1 race and you have to assassinate two targets one target is the guy of this like giant like tech robotics firm um and the second target is his daughter who is one of the f1 drivers and she is right driving like the the supercar that her father built um so one of the 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 assassination stories you can go on is you can find uh one of the one of the pit crewmen um knock him out steal his clothes steal his uniform go to the pit crew area find a hydraulic drill and uh when she comes in for a pit stop you you loosen up one of her wheels and it causes her to crash and die and i didn't realize the the game had that i thought it was like very strict on like go figure it out like we're not giving you any sort of stuff and if you play like that it, the game can be very frustrating and even if you play with the mission story sometimes it can be really frustrating because sometimes you're just like waiting for an npc to get on its its pathing and be like i need you like i poison this this drink over here that i need you to drink please and i think like if if you do something like that it routes back like it 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 it, it makes them like it makes it more important it. Yeah. yeah like it 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 prioritizes that puts it higher on their yeah. um 
but it's still like like the Paris mission. I hated at first, um, even though I I finally got uh, what's the guy's name Hans Kruger. Mm-hmm. Is that the model? Uh, mm-hmm. No, yeah. Helmet Kruger. Helmet Kruger. Mm-hmm. I got, oh, that's right. I got Helmet Kruger's. I, I knocked Helmet Kruger out and I put his makeup on. I did that. Um, they try. They they do a really good job in the first Hitman of making it that the people you disguise yourself as, if they're named NPCs, they they go out of their way to describe that they look similarly like you. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of funny that they they give up the ghost on that in the second game, and it's really frustrating because I really like their you know the lunar narrative dissonance, the attempt at fixing that. I liked like if you're just like a, a no name like oh I'm part of the pit crew or I'm like I'm a janitor like they don't that doesn't matter but if you're like a named person that's going to like actually meet someone uh, and they and they and they know who that person is normally you have to look like that dude otherwise like you're gonna walk up dressed as one of their friends and they're gonna be like who are you <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do believe though that there is like a comedy to this game no and that uh, yeah. is and that is an important facet it's it's oh, yeah. uh the fact that like every time you get checked into a hotel it's under tobias reaper it's very good and <laughs> it's very good uh every single time you dress up as like a character who someone is going to meet and then they have a conversation with you and agent 47 laces his dialogue with murder puns yes yes <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah it's like how how uh, good are you at this massage i'm deadly like you know yeah <laughs> stuff like that i, th- I think there's i there was a moment where I was playing it where I was honestly kind of like, I wish this played like Metal Gear Solid Five. I can see that. Mm. I can see that. That's like, the I, thing. I, like, like they're like get, shooting in this game is terrible. Like, whenever you get into a gunfight, it it's, is it's the worst experience possible. Like, it's, which to to their credit, you should not be getting into a gunfight in this right, game. Exactly. Right. It's punishing you. It is. It is. It is punishing you for directly getting yourself involved in a gunfight. Um, mm-hmm. but it's. But yeah, so like it just it doesn't have that fluidity that most modern games have where it's like, oh, go knock that person out or something. And it's like, OK, we're going to we're going to fuzz the edges like, yeah, all the NPCs have like a, they have a vision cone. But uh, if you're on the edge of it, we're going to we're going to forgive some of that. Um, whereas like, no, you ha- and also like the 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 button layout is purposely like obtuse right mm. like climbing up like a like a uh storm drain like off the side of the building to try like get into a room that you're not supposed to get into is like obtuse to do like it's not like assassin's mm. creed fluid it's like okay hit a prompt now climb up now you have to be at a very specific height to see the prompt to climb into the thing and 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 that's the kind of stuff that can make that game very grating and like you can you can feel the gears grinding on each other and it's like this should be more like if i get in a tense situation and i need to like and i need to pull my shoot and get out like it should be relatively seamless because games have taught me that it should be easy where it whereas it's not in this game and that's what made uh that game so frustrating for like I hated I hated Hitman one up until the Colorado mission, like through the Col- mm. Colorado mission. I hated that game, which I think the Colorado Colorado is like either the second to last or the third to last mission in Hitman one, um, because it's just it, it's so punishingly difficult at points. It's like, OK, I'm going to try and knock this person out. Ah, shit. Someone saw me and then they're going to tell someone and oh, God, now I have to run around here and and OK, I'm just going to I'm just going to reset my the mission and start over. And, and so I had this very difficult thing with the colorado mission where the colorado mission you're basically like infiltrating like a paramilitary organization that's like stationed in colorado and they have like bought this old orchard farm and they they're doing like they're doing trainings and all this shit and there's three people you have to kill and there's like a big ranch house that like one of the guys one or two of the guys stay in they have to you have to 
try to find your way in. And and this game is also very big on like trespassing versus not trespassing and certain certain costumes certain outfits get you into certain areas and they don't so it's like if you're just a regular guard uh, in the colorado no one's going to give you anything but if you're a regular guard and you try to get into the ranch house that requires a higher level of clearance so you have to dress as like the high tier guard and you have to find someone with that um so it's very much about like multiple uh, ways of ingress into any given area um so like there's a basement to get into the the ranch house and and this is all all guided through like one of the the assassination stories but the key to the to the basement is in like this this tool shed but the tool shed has a guard out front uh standing next to one of the windows it has a guard inside that paths ar- around inside the the tool shed and there are also two windows uh on on either sides of of the tool shed the tool shed is also like maybe a hundred feet from the ranch house so like there are people standing outside and guarding the ranch house i can see right at the tool shed and the guy standing outside the tool shed is on the opposite side so there's a wall there's the building the structure itself is blocking the sight lines from the people guarding the ranch house but i and so the way you're supposed to tackle this is that there uh the guy inside is going to path around and once he has his back turned to the guy outside you could knock him out somehow because there's 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 a there's a, a small window um so you knock him out there's also a uh electrical box right next to that person so like you knock that guy out and then you have to stash his body and there's like a giant they the fridges and giant wardrobes and closets and and just giant tool chests are just abound in this game yeah. because you have to find ways to stash bodies so you dump his body in that and then you flip the power on the on the thing um to get the guy to come out and then there's like a maybe a five second window to properly hit the prompt to climb through into the tool shed because once you enter the tool shed you're technically trespassing um and also there are certain guards there are certain guards that can see through any disguise so like even if you have the proper disguise to get you into a place where where otherwise you'd be trespassing, the guard inside can recognize you no matter what. So you have to wait until you throw the power. He goes, "Hey, what's wrong with the power?" and walks outside for you to climb through the window. But like he has to he has to cl- he has to walk out the back door. And then as he's walking out the back door, you have to start climbing through the window so that when he comes around, you are inside and then he fiddles with Mm. the power and turns it back on and then he comes back in. So you have to you have to climb in, grab the key, then climb back out and with the right timing, because if you climb in too early, he's going to see you even if he's out the door. The vision cones work in such a way that if you climbed in and and he's like he's like turning (laughs) to like go to the power breaker, he could see you because the door hasn't closed so many times i've gotten fucked because a person has walked in through a room and then the door hasn't swung shut yet and i started you know choking them out uh and someone like walked by the open door and was like hey what's going on in there <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> yeah but so yeah. then so you have to grab the key and then you you have to climb back through the window um and in the same time time frame and then he comes back and he hasn't noticed anything has gone awry and, and everything's fine now that's how you play the game if you're like me and reading everything in a very surface mechanical traditional sense. Okay. So I kept doing that and failing that and I put the game down and I was complaining to Alex about it and I was really frustrated and then a couple days later I boot the game back up and I and I load up that save and I walk up to that window and the guy's walking around and he hasn't noticed me and it's an open window. Um I bring. I just pull out a hammer, 
<laughs> I was just holding a hammer. Yeah. And then I threw the hammer through the window and just knocked the guy out. And then I climbed through the window and grabbed the key and climbed out. Or and I hit his body too because there's another guy that like comes into the tool shed every once in a while. Um, and I was like, I get it. Like that was the that was the epiphany point for me hmm. where I was like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I got it. Like this game doesn't want you to treat it like it's a a like a buttoned up uh a, you know buttoned up action game. It wants yeah. it wants you to treat it as like you know, oh there are all these spinning plates. How do I add my plate into the mix? Like how do I how do I incorporate myself into the scenario where it it, it wouldn't make sense normally? in like a real world scenario, but it's, there's just enough finagling that you can do to just like, kind of like worm your way in. I've been describing it to friends as like a Rubik's cube, but you have it like sitting on front of a tool bench in front of you. And you have lots of little tools for you to like take it apart and solve this Rubik's cube exactly yeah. as you would. Maybe you just want to smash the Rubik's cube with a hammer and, and then sort of put it back together as an amalgamation. And like you can, the game will say like, all right, you got away with it. Yeah. You know, even if you did just like get in a firefight and and kill a bunch of people. So but I, so once I got that, did it. once I got that <laughs> that game, it clicked. Like it all clicked, and I was like, I get this game. This is this is great. Like this is everything is coming together. Um, and then the story missions are a lot more fun to do because like, oh, how do I figure this out? And sometimes you still mess up, and it can be frustrating. But like for the most part, it's like this all makes sense, and I think it's a really good game. I'm gonna try it again. Yeah, like I, okay. I would say I'm try, try it, it again based on that. I would say try it again, and I'm trying to like, like, like I don't know what the language I should, but like try not to be so objective. Folk, like it, it requires a that's weird amount a, of that's such a thinking. weird. It requires okay. like you to look at things not is, as they are. But it's entire. It's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, like they 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 want to build it off as as this puzzle that you can attack from any angle. And and it's and it's not so much like a like an A to B goal as much as it is just like a like a space yeah. that you inhabit and you understand and you crack open. And I would say and I would say like don't don't be afraid to change your tactics mid game. Like okay. if it's like oh I did this mission I'm I'm starting this mission story and I'm going I'm going along I was like oh and I hit a part that's like really hard I would say don't do that mission story switch to a different one. Um, okay. Or even don't do a mission story. Like, hey, I like, only do like do the mission story up to this point, but then stop right. and then like pull out a gun or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like throw a brick yeah. at their head and like I did that. I did that in the Miami level. Like I killed the woman in the car, um, and then I was like trying to kill her dad. And some of the mission stories don't always lead to them dying, which is also weird. Yeah. They don't make that very clear. So like the mission story I did for the dad in Miami is that I went, I dressed up as one of the Cromstat engineers, Cromstat being the fake tech company that he runs. And I went up to the, the model supercar they had in display and like in, in the building, uh, in the convention center. And I fucked with it. Yeah. And, uh, the mission story says that like, if, if the car doesn't work, the only person that's allowed to touch it is, is, is that the, guy. is the guy. Um, yeah. so he'll come down with his, security escort which is just one dude um and he comes down he's like ah god damn it who messed with this and he like fixes it. he's like all right that's better and you could do a couple of things at that point you could have rigged the car to explode you could have rigged the car to back up and run over him um but i didn't i didn't know that because i didn't have the tools there for it like i didn't have like a like i didn't have like any plastique or whatever like a some small explosive device to do that and i didn't mm-hmm. know to mess with the 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 engine 
Um, so instead I just turned it off and he came back and he turned it back on, but then he walked away. And so I started following him and he walks into this back room, like convention centers have just like the back, like alleyways, wherever, where they store all the shit. And there was like a staircase and I was like, okay, took out a non-lethal object, threw it at the security card, beamed him in the head, knocked him out. And it, and it takes a second for NPCs to like react to shit like that. So like he collapses to the ground, like a sack of potatoes. And like, as the guy's going like, what happened? And then like, I have like a pair of scissors and I just threw it at his head or no, I took out my gun and I just shot him with okay. it was a silence gun. So no one heard it. <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, all right, I'm in the clear. And I just left Like, it doesn't have to be elegant. And I think, I think this game because of the trappings and because yes. it's like very James Bond esque, like it yes. sells itself on elegance. But the game is actually, that's a lie. Like, that's a front that the game is doing. The game is inelegant as hell. Um, You are being tricked. Yes. And (laughs) And, and and I think it's it's funny because they do shit like, here's the rubber ducky. Here's the explosive rubber ducky. And and I think there are hints just from looking at it to be like, I don't know if this game is super serious, but it does, like you guys say, put on this veneer of being like this really buttoned up, action game this really buttoned up yeah stealth survival yeah. game when really it is just a rubik's cube with a bunch of tools in front of yeah. it like it doesn't play like the stealth doesn't play like last of us or anything like right. that and the shooting doesn't play like whatever third person shooter do you want to put in also last of us i guess but like it it, it, it is it has it is it's and that's what people love about hitman traditionally is that like it you do this wacky stupid shit you dress it you dress up as a clown and then you give a guy a balloon (laughs) with a grenade attached to the end of the string and it blows up and like and that's the game like it's campy as hell um it's very but and that's the thing right like it's it's almost james bond-esque but in some ways it is james bond because james bond in and of itself is a a Yes, it is, it is a franchise that sells itself on like this high flutant, like high society elegance, but is actually as campy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it, everyone just went along for the lie. And that's what you need to do. You need to embrace the stupidity of it. And then you get these really amazing encounters. And then you stomp Alex's ass in one on one ghost mode because <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like he, he plays too risky. He, he, he plays it too close to the chest where it's like we we were both we were both we, we kept doing the Miami level. We were like neck and neck for a number of them, but you always won. Right. We, we were standing there and there because so the way ghost mode works is one V one and there are mo- and you have to it's first to five. So it's like they randomly give an NPC uh, is your assassination target. You have to go and kill them. If you're the first one to kill them, you get the point. But uh, if you kill them, um, and someone sees there's like a 15 second window where if it gets spotted it doesn't count right mm. and also if um if you if you're the first person to kill the target the other person also has a 15 or 30 second window to also kill their target and before the target gets switched um okay so so so, so you can like see I, I i like the emergent strategy we had sort of developed where if like if you could see that they were about to get the target you could like kill them first in a noisy way mm-hmm. to make everyone see it and like start um, the countdown so then he had to like hurry right 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 <laughs> Interesting. Like there, there's a little bit of messing yeah. with it and it's not one-to-one like you can always see the other player but that doesn't mean the the assassination target or any of the npcs are on the same path they could be close mm-hmm. but they don't always have to be on the same path but we were in the parking garage of miami and there's a guy and this was a frequent assassination target we got this like two or three times but it's this guy that like just walks around the entirety of the parking garage with like a security guard and in one in one corner of the parking garage there's a guy on his phone and in another side there are two security guards standing in front of the security booth and we're just like 
Alex and I both standing there with like our arms crossed, like just like like two scientists like assessing like the situation. And Alex is like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm like, I don't think you're gonna get this, man. Like I I think this is in plain sight. He's like, No, I'm gonna go for it. And he goes up and he like knocks out this the 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 bodyguard and uh-huh. then he, and he goes to kill the guy. Um, I don't know if you strangled him or if you tried shooting him or what, but you shot the guy right behind uh, <laughs> the guy on his phone. And you were like, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. It, it's silent kill. He won't notice. And then I think the guy dropped to the ground and the guy turned around. He's like, oh my God. So Alex didn't get the point. <laughs> and then I just waited for that guy to path, to path a little farther where he was out of anyone's vision cone and then i did and i i basically mimicked his his maneuver but just did it i i wait i timed it better um and it's very funny and then and then when one person's game goes to shit like i heard alex for like a half of one game where he was just like half of the security guards on this map are chasing me there's gunfights <laughs> everywhere and i'm still like crouching like behind some like low hanging wall and just like i'm gonna I get could this not guy escape danger for an entire multiplayer match like it was just i i was constantly hunted they always knew who i was it was so bad we we, I, we didn't know the rules <laughs> at that point i think it was the first match we played because so it was the first match we played and we we're both like gung-ho was like all right i'm gonna get the guy and we like run across to the other side of the map and there's the guy and alex like well i'm gonna shoot him and he just shoots him and then just like everyone swarmed him and i was like well i'm just gonna wait <laughs> um That's yeah cool. I, I got better but uh, yes that was, that was the first match and it went horribly from i still don't think you ever me. won no, I never won one. Um, Yet. I was also I also wanted to just like to tack on to your points. Um my Miami mission went very well as just like an example of how you can use a lot of different strategies where for the scientist for the father I did the story mission where you're a general. Yes. You, you knock I did out a nearby too. general and dress up as him and and you want to get a demo of like combat drones. And he shows you how easy it works. He's like, "Look, I just show them this picture." <laughs> and and of of the dummy and then they shoot the dummy isn't that great i'm like oh i see where this is going and like you find a magazine nearby with like the the ceo on the cover and you just like tear out the cover and you show the dummy that picture and then you're like oh oh mr scientist i want another demo please and he walks in and he gets shot by the by the training du- the and then so i was like okay cool like clean easy effective no one ever suspects a thing story mission on that map and then for the daughter i was like trying to figure it out uh, I, I was like looking around at all the different options. I found one of the, uh, you can go to like where the race officials watch the race yeah. mm-hmm. and like these little towers above the track. Yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. skywalk. And, right. Thank you. That's the term. Um, knocked out the official and was just hanging out up there for a little while trying to find like a, like a, an idea. And it was like, there's a propane tank here. <laughs> oh my God. And I just like threw the propane tank onto the track. And when she passed by it, I shot it. And it blew her up and caused her to have an accident. And I was like, okay, cool. And like, apparently that was uh, um, not registered by anyone either. They're just like, oh no, what a horrible accident. <laughs> I yeah. got a clean getaway on that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was registered as an accident kill. Um, which you get XP. You have, there's like an XP component to stuff and it allows you to unlock more like tools and stuff per map. Um, uh, after you told me that story, I went and redid the Miami level, but instead of doing exactly that i brought a sniper (laughs) so like the snipers in this game are like you have to specifically uh you pick a loadout before you do every mission and you had to specifically pick 
a you have to carry a suitcase because it's not like a third person shooter where you just pull a gun out of thin air like like this the sniper is easily visible if you're carrying it and, and it can't be concealed except if you have a suitcase so you have a suitcase and you put the sniper in the suitcase and you can carry the suitcase to wherever you want to use it so i walked up there i knocked out the officials the race officials are up there um I took out my sniper rifle and I aimed it down the track and I waited for her to round the corner and come down the track and I shot at her and I missed. And then a couple people ran up and I knocked them all out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this again. And she rounded the corner again and I shot her and she died. (laughs) um, (laughs) But but you don't see her. That's what's really tricky about that. If you want to do that, you don't see her through her windshield. It's just like concealed. I'm like, and also the timing is key because the car is moving so fast and the bullet, the bullet won't, hit the point you're aiming at in time it's not it's like, not it's not hit scan yeah, it's you, not have to hit lead scan. It. you have to lead the bullet that's with cool. this race car that's going assumedly like 200 miles an hour down this racetrack <laughs> right right um but it's very cool if you when you pull shit off like that it's very cool um i did the uh uh uh, uh what, what are the time limited uh target oh, the ghost mode. No, 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 ghost target. elusive, elusive targets. targets i did the elusive target i killed sean bean twice uh <laughs> and that takes place in the that floor that you're talking about alex where all the experimental tech is uh in my right. in the miami level that's where that takes place and he basically paths between two rooms uh and you have to figure out like a good way to to kill him because with the elusive target missions you only get one shot at him um you can reload saves up to a certain point i think like if you're like discovered or something you can't reload a save uh if you die you don't get to retry the mission so you get one shot at these elusive targets yeah when you kill the target you don't get to play it again um i only got to play it twice because i bought the game i had the game on ps4 and on pc um but it was a very cool mission and it's all like custom uh scripted stuff in yeah. and there and on top of that there's also like player built missions right i, I just want to take a second to mention that this game has so much content it, oh it, yeah it's, it's a fuck ton of mans to hit in this game <laughs> like <laughs> so many men yeah um so the last thing i want to talk about in this is so they have this uh dlc pack for the first game called patient zero which basically re- repurposes most of the maps from uh the first game um so it repurposes all these maps and so you're going to like bangkok again you're going to colorado again you're going the last the last mission in the campaign for one is uh hokkaido japan which is like this medical facility on the side of a snow-covered mountain um and there's there's some because story of stuff. yeah there's some story stuff that involves in that yeah and all the locales are really cool i kind of hate the bangkok locale because i that was still that was still peak me hating this game um <laughs> so it was, it was difficult getting around that 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 thing because just like a big box it, the, because it's a hotel and it's just a big rectangle that you have to get into and so much of it is off limits and trying to figure a way around that and all the pathing is bad because you can't knock anyone out because just super long hallways that people can see down um I have like one idea for how to how to make that thing how to make that part better. Well, there are also uh, uh, there are also fire alarms that you could trigger. Oh, um, and I I was I never pulled one until I did Patient Zero because I was always afraid it was uh, like a global fire alarm. Like, oh, if I pull this, it's going to push everyone out of the building. But I think it, I think they're localized. So it's like if you pull a fire alarm in a room, only the people in that room are going to leave. Interesting. Um, it's also a suspicious action, which your actions marked by this red question, red exclamation point that automatically makes you a target. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so patient zero, basically, like there is like this 
uh like man-made virus that these people it's like some doomsday cult are weaponizing to like use on people and so you're like killing all of the 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 masterminds of this of this plot to unleash this this virus the last mission is you going back to hokkaido japan uh into that medical facility because the only person that still has the virus uh patient zero himself which which was the like epidemiologist or whatever the chemist that created the virus um uh, he infected himself as like basically like a bomb, um, but he has been like isolated within this medical facility and you have to kill him, but you also have to kill anyone he infects throughout the course oh. of the mission because he is so because it's a communicable disease. And if you get even near him, they have to die. So Damn. you start that mission and within the first minute and a half, which you start outside like next to a helipad. So you have to even stealth your way into the building because it doesn't start like the traditional version of that level where like you're technically a guest. You're like a person seeking treatment there. You're sure. like, no, you are. You're a Tobias Reaper. Yeah, you are not Tobias Reaper. You are you're an instigator. You are you are there uh, illegally um, within the first minute and a half. It's like, oh, someone got infected. You got to kill them, too. <laughs> oh. They walked around and infected someone else. You got to kill them too. And I'm like, fuck, this is going to get really hard because I have to stealthily because I'm not un- un- unless I until I get like a patient's like dressing because uh, also like a spa. So like people are wearing robes and walking around oh, okay. um, until I get a different outfit. Like I, it's going to be impossible to kill these people. And then you can also infect yourself accidentally. So if you get too close, even if they're unconscious, if someone is infected and you knock them out and you want to like snap their neck because you don't want to shoot them or waste bullets or whatever. If you get too close and they're unconscious and they're infected, it will still infect you, which I found out. So what a time for this version of the game. Right? Exactly. There is one version of the, of the cure and they have isolated and like some, some wing. So you have to, if you get infected, you have like eight minutes or something to find him and, and, and inject yourself. Um, but then you're inoculated, but that's the only, only version of the cure. And I don't think you can use it on anyone else, but then I stumbled on this brilliant solution. Okay. I, cause you know, most of the game you play stealthily and you know, sometimes you get sick as playing stealthily. Sometimes you want to go loud, but the game doesn't really reward that. What if while I'm infected, I go and infect literally everyone oh my within God. this facility then I won't be penalized by the game for killing uh, non-targets. What if I just did that? And so I proceeded to get myself infected with the deadly virus. And just and walk w- around. And walk around this entire facility as a security guard. So no one asked any questions. Oh, my God. And infected every security guard, every guest, every <laughs> doctor, every every the people that worked in the restaurant, every masseuse, every person that worked in the, the garage downstairs, janitorial staff. Got them all. Inf- the only people I couldn't infect were the people that wore hazmat suits in the in the like hazmat wing that were treating the guy, the actual patient zero. Literally everyone else in that entire facility, which is literally like a hundred people. God, um, the game started to buckle a little bit because of like <laughs> how many how many people I infected, and then. <laughs> The party started. I just I shot one security guard. I had I, I bunkered myself within uh, the bathroom. The bathrooms are like staged in such a way that it's like a freestanding bathroom within like the the spa area, and there are two doorways in. And I just had guys coming in on both doors. And I wanted to just shoot. It was just it was a turkey shoot. I was just bam 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 bam. And by and once I killed all the guards, once you kill all the guards, no one has a gun. No one's gonna stop you. No one's got a gun. 
So then God. you just march around this fucking hospital, oh Terminator style, and just oh my fucking murder literally everyone. And then I couldn't kill the hazmat dudes because they weren't targets because they weren't infected. So I knocked them out. Um, but they don't have guns. And who are they going to run to? Who are they going to tell? Yeah. Nobody. I killed yeah. everyone. All the guards are dead. <laughs> And then Massacre of course you beat this and like your, your handler lady is like ingenious thinking for right. but, but during it, like every time you kill like uh, uh like someone that's infected, they they have to be like, Well, you know, we just had to do it. It's you know, it's not it's not glor it's not a glorious profession, Agent forty seven, but you know, this person would have gone on and caused mass deaths and like you do that fifty times and they're just like Asia 47, you know, it's just, you know, it's nothing pretty. Like, it's just, it's, it's got to be done. I'm like, you're right. It's got to be done. Like, this deadly infectious disease. <laughs> That's what you said. Bang. It was yeah. pretty dumb. I had to, I had to replay it a couple <laughs> times because the guards, like, the guards would, like, gang up on me and there'd be so many of them. And like we said, the shooting's so bad. But, uh, it was it was so freeing to have a version of that game where it's like yeah just shoot everyone like who cares yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's awesome oh man so speaking of shooting everyone all right alex and uh, we can talk oh, about wait, what? we can talk about valor in a sec i just want to let you know the season oh, three God. baseball election results are in uh, oh my God. uh the, okay the decrees uh that have been passed uh interviews has been passed good um, oh, excellent uh, with uh, 33% of the votes. Uh, it says, The microphone lifts. Error. The grand unslam weakened the bridge. Space-time tears over Los Angeles. The infinite cities shine. Platonic form corrupted. You've looked too close. Nice. Oh, boy. And then nice. the, the other past decree is, Eat the rich, with also 33% of the votes. The coins of the 1% have been distributed. Each 99%er received 193 coins. So have the people spoken. So shall it be done. So say we all. Anyways, Valorant. Speaking of shooting people. (laughs) Speaking of shooting lots of people. Lots Uh, and lots. Lots of of people. people. We've all been playing some Valorant. We have. What a good game. Uh, Let me tell you what's wrong with this game. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's definitely a couple things. But, uh, I, I mean, I just want to preface this by saying... I liked Counter-Strike, kind of. I liked Counter-Strike mechanically, but I am not a fan of, like, I don't know. Any any game that's just, like, aesthetic is real-world cops and robbers, you know, military. Yeah. That's it. That's it, an it just, insult to our, our brilliant uh, military forces, our standing military. The boys yeah. ain't blue. <laughs> Uh, fuck them. That's what I say. I don't hey. think I have a problem <laughs> saying that live on the Wardcast air. Live to uh, air. Live to tape. Yeah. Hey, uh, fuck the police. Anyway. Uh, you Valorant, know, until no cops are bastards, all cops are bastards. Right. Uh, but Valorant finally gave me like an excuse to play Counter-Strike, but yeah. with like good art, hot cool setting, hot characters, and, and like some cool neat ideas that weren't just like you know this is a real life gun and these are real life grenades have fun i yeah. think um, I, I just i think aesthetically it the, the melding doesn't work as flawlessly as it could that doesn't mean i i don't i mean i don't know the world building i could give or take the world building but i think it's still funny that's like give this magical guy an ak and call it a day <laughs> but then you just get this AK magical skins guy and a magical fine. ak yeah um once it starts shooting out oni demons, yeah, you're good. 
That's true. You can do that now in the world of Valorant. Oh, you yeah. could also have a living dragon as a gun. Every, so, yeah. You know. I like uh, every time those, yeah, those dragon guns with like the green and orange have them, someone goes, Arizona green tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, there's, there's, but there's so much good happening, yeah. I think, mechanically in this game. I, I, I like the, uh, the removal of like certain rigid Counter-Strike paradigms that are like learning lineups. There are still lineups in this game, but if you don't want to learn them, you can just like play Brimstone and just like click on a map where you want smoke to be. Uh, flashbangs, you don't have to throw them out. You, you just got one that just like, ah, you just sends it around a corner. You got one who like shoots it through a wall and that's, that's it. Uh, there's just a lot of smart ideas in regards to both creating more uh, high skill interest, but at the same time uh, uh, removing that for anyone who just like wants to get in and and try out this cool new shooter. I mean, I think I don't know. I think you still have a bad time with this game the longer you wait, given the 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 player skill rapidly increasing. The number of times that's not wrong. I have barely uh, come out of cover and gotten one shot by someone holding an operator sniper rifle uh is has not been fun because like they just know exactly where that map right because is. they yeah because they're they're using those sight lines and they are just like they're just they're hunkered down and they're zeroed in on that spot and i mean like and that's and that's the game that's fine it's still just kind of like yeah. the get the fact it's, it's it's i mean i played plenty i forgot what the mode was called in call of duty modern warfare the one where it's a single life and you're dead or you, or you don't respond oh, um, i know in halo it's swat no, you respawn in SWAT. Oh, oh, sorry, you're right. Um, I I got I got what you were describing confused with something else. Um, but I, I one hit kill <laughs> sniper rifle in a in a game type where you don't respawn is a little frustrating. It, it sure can be. Um, yeah, there there have been talks about like why ops are so powerful and how do we counter ops, and I think that's going to be something that they focus on as far as uh, balance goes in the you future. Got tips. Yeah, I'll take well, them. Not, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> not the only thing. I mean, I think my my tip is just like, oh, if you're gonna go around a corner, just smoke the corner first. Like, right. I mean, that is that is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's 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 such a tactical game, and and in a way that I really appreciate. Yeah, it, it's it's not it, it, a tactical shooter in the same sense that this is Rainbow Six or Counter Strike is. I mean, it's it's 100 about information rather than like matchups. You're not learning counters or, or well, you are learning some yeah, counters. Yeah, there are some counters. It, it, it's still a hero yeah. shooter. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, but I think they try really hard to steer away from that to sort of keep the tactical integrity. Uh, yeah. You feel that in how the ults don't ever feel like that powerful. There isn't one that's a fire and forget. Uh, it's all very situational and very interesting in how they interact. Yeah. I think... There are a couple of things. So I never, I, I played like maybe two matches of Counter-Strike in my life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what CSGO looks like nowadays. When I played it on the orange box, it looked like a really bad Arma mod. Um, like, which is <laughs> real bad. Like the most basic UI, just like, oh, here's a, here's a black rectangle with 50% opacity and sitting on, and this is your buy screen. Um, Source games have like a kind of aesthetic. Yeah. And, and it, to be fair, it's kind of a crappy aesthetic, <laughs> but Counter-Strike is like the most Source game there ever was. Yeah. Sure. It's the most bare bones, boxy, gray shooter there ever was. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a classic, 
but going back to it definitely you can sort of see like wow games have come a long way <laughs> yeah yeah um so I, I i never had any affinity i think i i going into this i thought you know the fact that you buy your weapons at the beginning of every round was still kind of weird i thought it was like it's such a weird like design decision that i yeah. feel like csgo diehards or cs guyhards in general are just going to be like super <laughs> defendant about it just being like it's the it's the superior way to play like i just and you pick it why it would you is. why would you just want to pick a weapon off the map you just pick, you just buy it beforehand i'm like okay i guess i mean if we want like uh, ignoring immersion breaking floaty bobby guns levitating over the floor like i feel like <laughs> having having military personnel having to purchase a gun at the beginning of every encounter seems kind of weird but okay (laughs) um i think the thing that really struck out to me about this game though is uh something nelson said very early when we started playing it and he said like because so the games are super long and it tells you like gameplay like game duration estimations at the beginning Mm -hmm. of every match it's like oh and spike rush which is like the very short length uh, version of like the the regular mode where it's like you have an object you need to plant it at a spot after a certain amount of time it goes off and you win that that round um uh there's a short form of it and there's a long form of it it's spike rush and then unranked and then unranked once you play enough unranked it goes into a a ranked competitive mode um nelson was like if we're down like seven and it's first to 13 so there's can be at maximum i guess 26 25 25 yeah, 25 25 um Nelson was like if we're down like uh, if we lose like the first five six seven games in a row don't worry like we can we can we can get this back because you also rotate and play half the games defending and half attacking offending. yeah yeah um right. and I think that really enamored me to the game and is also like very key to like uh MOBA design and that's what like like a big mobile player say. It's like the reason I play these long ass like forty, fifty, sixty up to like eighty minute MOBA g- matches is because that cinching that win can be so exhilarating, especially if it's like a if it's a turnabout and in, in like yeah. in some yeah. like do or die moment. And and there's absolutely a high to chase right oh, in this yeah. experience. Um, but I like that it has that balance because so many halo matches i've played where i don't know if it's like psych player psychology or what but like oh we're playing capture flag oh the enemy team captured the flag once within the first two minutes of the game mm-hmm. everyone on my team has now stopped trying everything's um, gonna go downhill <laughs> right. yeah and it doesn't have that and i think it doesn't have that because of the gun buying screen because if you kill someone it's like oh they have to start over like they're gonna have some money um but like they, they still have to start over in a certain sense or like you're putting a dent in their progress no matter what the the economy is such a such an interesting mechanic that way right whereas if you in a halo or a call of duty or whatever i mean call of duty you don't have weapons on the map in halo it's like oh these people are camping the power weapons Mm -hmm. and and the 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 map has now been structured in such a way that it's been teetered off balance where it's like i'm never going to get ahead because even if i get the guy that's been camping rockets been using rockets the whole map someone his buddy has been camping sniper and he has a, a bead on me as soon as i get to the rocket spawn and he got me and 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 we're just stuck in this in this endless cycle whereas in valorant it's like every once in a while it's like all right wipe the slate clean like either oh maybe this 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 team is very good at offense but they're terrible at defense so like oh they got a bunch of wins at the beginning of the match but now they they can't they can't hold their own um and that's 
it makes every match not feel like uh very rarely a does wash. a match feel like a wash or like a waste yeah. of time it's just like oh i i got something out of that um and then the surrender mechanic which i am very trigger happy about um, yeah to yeah. The, <laughs> yeah let me tell you to the chagrin of <laughs> well i mean like i am like oh, okay we lost the first seven matches i don't like i have zero faith in because if it's just alex and me and then a three other randos i'm like i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to sit so, sometimes this. one of our randos is like just total dead weight yeah <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like right, afk well. for the first 15 seconds of a round and then maybe they come back or whatever well, it makes it worse if it's the sage which is the one <laughs> yeah. of healer like yeah the, because phoenix can heal but felix can only or phoenix can only self-heal mm-hmm. what if phoenix's real name was felix that'd, that'd be weird. dope i mean he's a black british dude <laughs> that seems like might, the kind of name I now need to look up and see if they have their real names. I just need to restate my point from last episode that I think uh, colorful hero shooters they're they're starting to all taste the same, <laughs> like in terms of aesthetics. It's it's hard. It it's is hard. definitely like a flavor of the of the year. Yeah. Well, like, so the or, thing, so the thing with the aesthetics of Valorant that both really excite me and really disappoint me is that whoever is doing the branding whoever is doing the character art there's there's a slight disconnect from from the art to the game itself and it's not just the art like out in in the cg web or in the cg intro it's not just the art that's on the website it's no this is the art that's in the game but and if and if i could describe it a little bit it's like if you took a so this game needs a shader this game needs like an arc system works type of shader because all of the hand-drawn art is is this like super stylized but still realistic um look and it interacts with light in different ways but like every there's a lot of hard edges the game itself uses kind of generic 3d models and i think if it just like had a little bit more flavor to the to the in-game presentation that that fits everything else it's got that painterly style it's got that painterly style and everything like you look at it like a like a a side of a building whether it's brickwork or maybe it's like a uh like a metal shed or whatever but it's like oh here's the base color and then like here's like some painterly strokes over top then like here's some painterly strokes to like edge out the thing and 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 it's also super low res and the reason for that is because i think what riot learned for 10 years of doing dota is that like hey the more machines our games can run like the the bigger our 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 player base can be um Mm -hmm. so the game is like eight gigs on an install which is great yeah Uh, oh yeah after me spending i spent 50 gigs on i spent 50 gigs on weird phrasing there but like 50 gigs to install like sea of thieves um or 100 Mm -hmm. gigs to install halo master chief collection eight gigs i'm like i'm i'm ecstatic about i'm like hell yeah uh, and so I, I don't know, like it, it, I, I get that, uh, being unexcited by the generic aspects of, of the art, but I think that's done more so to, uh, 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 accommodate, uh, low budget PCs. Sure. sure. Um, and I'm okay with that in, yeah. in the long run. I just think there's like that weird disconnect between, between what they're showing me and what I'm seeing that that ends up getting a little bit weird um i wish i wish this game i wish i wish game art and maybe they do and i'm just not in those circles but i wish like 
uh, character art, game art, 3D art had better terminology for different styles. Because I don't know how mm. to describe the style without using generic terms like cartoony, toony, painterly. painterly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like there is, there isn't like that thing that like the chins do where there's like a embedded like highlight on the edge of the chin line and then it's like shaded above and below like it's not using like it's not big it's not lighting it's like it's it's painted onto the model itself yeah i wish i wish i may and maybe maybe this stuff's already been established but i certainly don't know it and i'm 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 grasping at the language to to use to describe it the closest i could get is to say that the art not in game is cell shaded and the art in game drops the like hard contrast on on shading or Can on you colors, have a picture on lighting yeah because i for that for the non-game art for the marketing art because is it as uh uh stark as it's kind of it's kind of stark it, and it's and it's mostly in the shading it's mostly in how character models interact oh, with light this. yeah and it's almost like sketchy in a way yeah like, yeah you can almost but it, feel but the... it's sketchy and refined so because like my art is sketchy but this, this I wouldn't call sketchy. I would call this like well, this is like what you. I would just call like this stylized. A, you'd see this on like a character sheet. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 So they're just but, using but it's like, just like it's weird that the character models don't line up, and it's not, and it's not so much like that's not. I'm not knocking Valorant. Like there is a point where it's just like at a point I don't really care. Um, well, I think but, I think it would be very difficult because, like, you can almost like this phoenix drawing, like mm-hmm. his like limbs are disproportionate, like they they're super long and lanky. It would be like, um, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but it'd be kind of like looking at the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas poster and being like, why doesn't Johnny Depp look like that? Like, mm. I think it's just like an aesthetic thing that they want to use for the marketing stuff. Sure. Um, I I think the the cinematic though is using those same models. Yeah. No. No, the cin- no, the cinematic not? has more of this. The cinematic is a middle ground between between the art and the game, and I think if they had gotten closer to the art of the cinematic, because like Phoenix doesn't look the exact same in that in that cinematic. Um, and well, I think maybe if it's just a had, higher poly model. It might be they can use for that. It also might. It's it's like that, and there's some like lighting things where there's not as much contrast so that you can see everything, and it, and it's just one of those like okay, you are making a tactical game with a lot of style. So you start balancing on the scale of where do you want, where do you want style and substance to meet? And I think they, I think they found a good balance because I'm still playing the game. Yeah. I mean, it's still really good to play. Yeah. This, this art isn't as drastic to me as say like the promotional art they use or the cinematic art they use for like apex versus Mm -hmm. what the game actually looks like. That to me, that to me, I, I find frustrating. But it's like, again, trying to find that language. Like, Overwatch, it's easy because you just be like, oh, it's Pixar-like. And it's like, if you mm-hmm. say that, people know what that means. But, like, um, I don't know how to how to describe this kind of universal tune, uh, semi-realistic tune aesthetic um, that yeah. a, lot, a lot of games... Like, this uses, Rocket Arena uses. I I feel like Fortnite kind of commodified it. Sure, I can and see that. When, once that sort of came in and was, like, the de facto cartoon shooter then a lot of places followed suit. But I almost see like describing something as like, oh, it has a, it has a Fortnite art style is like a pejorative. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what you would call the original though. Like, where would you draw this all the way back to? It just kind of, I, 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 mean, just I would sort probably of see just say Fortnite stylized. as being the most iconic and easily the most identifiable. 
well i think i think redundant, like but, this i would just call this is stylized realism like yeah. I, I think i think that's fair whereas i think fortnite is more cartoony than this is. yeah i mean fortnite you have big hands right and like yeah. the, the body proportions aren't aren't correct at this yeah. this is more correct i don't know if it's like one-to-one um, more anatomically accurate yeah i don't know if yeah. like they gave the characters big heads for that i recently but art, art aside <laughs> game's it great is a fun game game's great yeah the mm-hmm. the guns feel good if you oh, mess up like great. and this is this is the biggest thing that i've been saying if you die it is not because it is not because the game fucked up it's because you got outplayed it's because there was every single time i've died it's been oh i shouldn't have done that or oh that was a really good shot like i don't i don't get mad at i don't get mad at the game or it's these this. fucking ops or it's these it's fucking like, ops the op i think <laughs> even the ops are, are ops. good risk reward like there's so much so we were we were talking about the idea of like if you shoot somebody and you kill them they lose they lose that gun um there's so much balance in every facet of the mechanics and in, in terms of risk and reward because it's like okay cool let's say you're phoenix you put out a a blaze wall so it's a wall of fire that you can walk through but your teammates can't let's say you're just talking about the rounds if if um once you switch sides everybody loses everything and it's an even playing field again um let's say it's the op if i really want to get an op i have to spend essentially like three or four rounds worth of money just to get an op and if i lose it they can pick it up yeah. And and that's one of the other things is like any gun you have can be picked up by the other team. So don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and I'm just starting to learn about like things like the economy. Like I was mm-hmm. playing with some other friends and they were just like, Dylan, what are you doing? You have no money. I was like, well, I should always buy a shield. Right. And they're like, mm, or like at least some gun. I'm like, no, like you can yeah. do, a, do a round with a pistol and do a round with no shields because because you are guaranteed a certain minimum, depending on how much mm, you spend right. on a on a round, you're guaranteed a certain amount the next round. And the less you spend, the more you're guaranteed. I think is how it works. Y- yeah, and and well, it's e- maybe and and it's e- so, even so. There's in like that. a set amount you're always going to win despite round mm-hmm. ending, mm-hmm. and and it's like if you didn't spend that money, that it just compounds. Got it. It, right. It's not. It's not like a. Yeah, it's not like a seesaw. Or anything. Yeah, you'll never it's lose just, money. No, I know. The only right. money but, you lose is what you spend. I just. But, I was, but, I was but never, even in that. I was just never clear on what, uh, how it derived the prediction the points. For, for how you got the, uh, next, got the next rounds mm-hmm. total. Yeah. So yeah. Like that's even, why there's stuff in like CS that transferred over that are just like pistol rounds where mm-hmm. it's just, you know, don't buy anything, save up so we have a better chance next round. Right. Yeah. Your only hope on this round is to get as much as you can, but don't expect to win. And, and like that, the idea of that as a let's go into this round not expecting to win but to do well enough is is in and of itself a way to balance the game between a team that is doing really well and a team that is not doing super well because we could do three rounds where it's either pistols or smgs and still either we might even win off of one of those rounds and then it, and then you get like another extra points because you were thrifty. I've seen I've seen so many mm-hmm. players that only play with the sheriff which is the revolver mm-hmm. gu- pistol um cuz it's only like, like $800 or whatever. That, and like if yeah. you get a headshot with it like that person's dead. And so I've seen yeah. like and it's oddly been a lot of sages like a lot of healers just like I, buy the pistol and then just like are crack shots with it so they just like mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. just merciless with mm-hmm. with the enemy team. 
And I'm like, yeah. oh, this stage has edge. Oh, well, okay. They just eliminated that dude. Yeah. Um, and like putting deathmatch in it is specifically for you to try yeah. out the guns. Yeah. Alex and I tried the deathmatch. What did you think of the deathmatch? It's weird. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's a deathmatch. It's the, I, the only and the saving grace is that they show you where the other characters yeah. or where the other players are on the map. If yeah. it weren't for that, I don't this this um these maps are not set up for deathmatch. Right. Or to, to be clear, yeah. they show you a heat map of like whenever a mm. shot's fired, they show it's it's Call of Duty style. I thought again. it was pulsed. It was both. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Only saw the uh, saw the heat map, but maybe i'm high i mean it looks like a heat map because they don't like tell you who it is i guess Mm -hmm. but because it actually doesn't matter because you don't have abilities right right it's it's super interesting kind of sucks because i always felt like overwatch deathmatch actually ended up being really fun despite them saying like hey we don't want to make a deathmatch but like because they let you pick any character Mm -hmm. and you can either say gimp yourself by Mm -hmm. playing mercy or you know just have a good time with any like the other actual duelist characters uh i that that created a very interesting deathmatch yeah and, and valorant it's just very clean and very pure but i i don't find it all that interesting i find it i find that the I ui in this game confusing and obtuse and i wish it had that overwatch style of like categorizing all the heroes by their ability type or like their their class type so um, they do but it's really hard to define them i think well they use these symbols I, and I, I don't have any association between yeah, the symbols. they have like dualist well, if you hover over that symbol like that. it gives you a name and a description but does it only show uh, that symbol once you've clicked on yeah chosen that right that character? yeah it does yes yeah. no I mean, it'll, it'll show it to you in the in the agent screen right before well, you're in a game if it, you want it shows it to you in the agent screen if you click on them if somebody if yeah. somebody else has already picked them, you can't click on them. And if you don't right. have that character, then you can't click the on them. The game needs more glanceability, I think. Like, I need, I want... The, totally the, fair. I want the groupings. Yes. Like, I want the text that just says, like, this is a support. This is a, the, like, these are the support classes. These are the duelist classes. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I want, I also hate that, like, the, when you're on the buy screen, all of the weapon stats are on the right. And it's not, like, a hover over tooltip on, like, whatever gun you're hover, hovering over. Like, I think that would help mm-hmm. a lot because I'm, I'm used i'm used to like center it in the in the player's field of view um it's really hard to read because it's very stressful you have like 30 seconds to buy a gun so it's like i'm not, like there's just a bunch of stats i'm like ah dps ah damage ah but yeah i think that i think the game is really really good i i mean I'm, I'm learning a lot like this is my first uh uh non-battle royale pc multiplayer shooter like same so actually um <laughs> i mean i played halo on pc but that's what the controller like played con- a little bit of titanfall too but that's it um like the concept of heaven i've never heard about so heaven being yeah. a a high up vantage point and so you just say oh they're in one heaven yeah they're in point b heaven it's like you know instantly it's like okay well there's one high up vantage point because this is how the map's built or hell being the yeah. opposite it's, it's a low it's a low mm. point usually like a covered structure it's it's hell, hell will just be whatever is directly below heaven yeah uh, okay it's even that it's yeah. even that more direct yeah. um yeah. i think it's a it's interesting learning that learning that uh culture and and i find i find this like really fascinating that and i don't know why it is so much easier to learn this game than any game any shooter i've played and like i don't know if it's because they just simplified the maps because the maps are smaller or if it's just like it's just playing with other people but think, there's something yeah, about it that's just like really a dedicated, i think having a dedicated group is what's mm 
helping because I don't know for some reason like my uh, a lot of people have been reaching out like I've been playing so many more online games recently with in a bunch of different like I've been playing Halo I've been playing Valorant I've been playing Sea of Thieves yeah. um, I feel like something else in there some sort of big like multiplayer thing but I can't remember um, and yeah it's it's I don't know having having dedicated you know play groups where it's just like hey you want to play this because like I spent probably like most of the past decade like not having that like yeah, i mean I, I i played very little games uh while i was in college uh yeah mostly because i didn't really have access to anything that could play it so it's like i didn't really you know didn't play a lot of games uh and like after that didn't really have i don't know a lot of friend groups and didn't have like a pc and a desk to to play games on well i had a pc but i didn't have like a good like computer desk and like a way to like easily communicate with players and i feel like the 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 glory days of like getting into an xbox live chat party chat uh have been long gone um but it's great to to see that kind of stuff come back and being able to just be like you know also the fact that it's free to play in case we haven't mentioned that like valentine so it's so it's 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 pretty uh low barrier to entry um to to which we should also briefly mention the fact that this gun skins are they're they're expensive. They're so expensive. It was like ten They're bucks. So or expen- something like that. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, no. no. The, the the dragon skins were like for the whole pack was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. get those whales, man. <laughs> get those whales. And uh, it, it's funny because like so much of the visuals are pared down that it's like, hey, you're gonna want these skins. Riot did become one of the largest game studios by not s- swindling people out of all of their money. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. G- give, that's very true. Yeah. Give him, give him the razor. Sell him the razor blade. <laughs> the razor blade being a gun made out of dragons. Uh, right. Amazing. Um. Yeah. That's that's Valorant. Yeah. Play with us. It's solid. Yeah. yeah. Play oh, with me. Oh. Also. Play with me. Also. With shout me. out to Valorant for making hot characters of of both genders, and then Omen. Phoenix, wow. Raze. Thanks for making just Reaper again, guys. Really, I mean, yeah, but he's got like an. There's also Russian he's got like Hanzo. An little, like, I mean, this thing. It's it's a good time. It's first person shooters. I wanna I wanna just put this out there. I think character uh, design and FPSs are just always going to boil down to a bunch of different stereotypes. It's fine. And I mean, so it's just, better, it's better than thing. this than the than like oh here's the German stereotype and the Muslim stereotype and the Russian stereotype. Yes, exactly. Like, but as long as we sort of have, I don't know, because people were always making fun of say paladins for how similar these characters played to like Overwatch characters, and like there's only so many shooter mechanics, guys. Mm-hmm. Like they got to put them on somebody, and and if that's like. I don't know. You look at him and you're like, oh, well, that's just this character. It's like, well, yeah, but also you could look at a game from 20 years ago and say it's this character. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, the, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I already had this conversation. I already said this last time, but it's just, it seems like we could be doing something like just make it a little different. Just make it a little less obvious. I don't know. Like, just a little bit, I guess. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, I think um, the part where you said when, anyway. when Alex said that he likes the, the, the world building and Valorant more than overwatch my head almost exploded because i'm like what what is in this game i I mean okay it's admittedly not a huge thing i I, i'm trying to remember what exactly what i said um I, i i think it just comes down to like the plot that they've set up and that overwatch is just like terminator 
but again and cute and I mean, and, and valorant is more like big companies are ruining the earth with magic bombs or, or, or like, or with my with magic mining, and I'm like, okay, you know, I I, I like fluff, I like lore. Sure, I, I just up. I just feel like and there's not a lot of it is is like I feel like as much as Overwatch like made that stuff like you know extracurricular reading and like not like it wasn't easy to understand what was going on within the game. I feel like Valorant yeah. is even more guilty of that. Like I'm like, all right, that's well, I'm in very this, true. This giant floating <laughs> like city block, and I'm gonna do some shit and like. Uh, I guess that's like, it. You're in that world and you see it, but it, it doesn't do anything to explain it. Whereas Overwatch will always have like the character quips yeah. and and yeah. lots of little visual storytelling. I get that Overwatch is sort of displaying it better, but I think Valorant is written better. That's all. Fair enough. Uh, um, what's uh? You know, it's also what written else? pretty I, well. Hang on, real quick. God just because it. Nelson got to talk about some some hot gamer boys and hot gamer girls in this game, I also just wanted to say thank you for more redheaded video game characters. Breach isn't a redhead, man. He's like Breach he's, is totally Breach redhead. is a redhead. That's totally red. That's, that's like a that's like Auburn that's red. Extremely that's red. Totally red. Okay, if it's Auburn red, I'm gonna go ahead and say Auburn redheads barely redheads. <gasps> Wow. Okay, I, actually, I this disrespect. Is, this, is, this is pretty. This is pretty red. Actually, he doesn't look yeah, this red totally in the game. Red. <laughs> he doesn't look that. His his head. His his head. His hair is is browner in within the game. Mm. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Also, I, th- I think the colors are slightly more desaturated. I also really like robot arms, so it was like pretty easy to just yeah. be like, "Oh, look at my guy! Look yeah. at my guy!" Um, shout out to Reina, Phoenix, and Rays. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well as literally every other character in this game. Shout out to the devs, you know, real people that we should be excited about, not these fake cartoon people. Nah, shout out to these characters. They're super cool. Shout uh, out to these <laughs> hot fucking characters and the devs who made them. And those hot devs. Alright, you know what game also has hot characters in it? Oh yeah. Nelson, we just we just uh introduced you to the glory of a uh, Potter game. Thank you, actually. Honestly, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing. I was playing it, and um, I was I was literally saying over and over in my head, I don't think weird like broken games are my thing. I don't think this is for me. I don't like it. And then I got into the Chamber of Secrets, and I was like, oh, okay. Are you are you not a, a Bubsy three D guy? <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not my not my not my dig. But Big Harry. Big, real into Big Harry. This is giant Harry. He watches <laughs> yeah. over us. Yeah, and then it was just like, "Bye, Big Harry. Bye." Uh, so Potter game is basically just this uh, weird little free game you can find. It's literally like a forum thread you have to download it from. Like that's how that's how. I couldn't tell if it was actually a forum or just like a download page designed to look like a random ass forum. No, page. I think it's probably. I like thought a, I was going to get a virus. Yeah, I do too. Uh, <laughs> no, it looks like maybe like some sort of like TIG source. Tig source, mm-hmm. tig source type thing, something like that. TikTok source, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I don't know. It's a comedy Harry Potter game where it's like super low budget. Are these assets stripped from Harry Potter games? It's hard to tell. I, I, I think they might be. I think honestly. they might be, okay. but in like a real broken, like in a we will not change the T pose. Thank you. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's so there's, there's no do. animation on anyone. It's that or. <laughs> It's that, or they like made the models and were just like, "Well, we're not going to animate these." Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care yeah, if I can get a walk a, animation off Mixamo. I don't want that. 
Yeah, when right. you become Quidditch Harry, you just you just lean over. I'm That's Quidditch it. Harry, <laughs> and he just leans over and he's on a broom. It's it's phenomenal. It's, All right, so it's, it's so it's, good. It's, it's like a weird ass like spoof game where you play as Harry Potter and you walk around and, and the entire objective. And, yes, Alex, you are you excited to to talk about this? I I just wanted to, to mention it's not a spinoff of the Harry Potter books. That's true. It's a spinoff of the Harry Potter video games. That's true. Right. right. It's true. It uses, and and, yes. and it and its whole uh, uh, its universe is that the Harry Potter franchise is just video games. Right. Harry Potter was invented by by John Potter game. <laughs> yes, because they have to, like to, the 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 chocolate frog trading cards, like you see in the movie. It has like a bunch, but it's like, isn't like um. Daniel Radcliffe is one. Right. Isn't Margaret Thatcher yeah. someone? Like, there's, yes. there's some politicians in there. I can't remember which <laughs> yeah. ones. Uh, De- definitely Winston Churchill is one of them. Who is the, uh, the current <laughs> prime minister? I'm I'm sorry, UK listeners. Um, Boris? Yes. Boris Johnson. Boris. Yeah. yeah. Boris, so Johnson. Boris Johnson is a, is a card. Um, uh, it's, it's a weird-ass game. I, I, like, there's no way to describe it really properly without telling you that you will be playing it and it will become a different game. It's a, like it's an intentionally <laughs> yes. it's an intentionally bad like comedy game. Um, like not that the com- well, I mean the comedy's hit or miss for me, but like the actual gameplay is 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 intentionally bad. Um, like it's a it plays as a third person like action game. You have you have you know camera control and character control but yeah harry doesn't walk none of the characters walk he just drags across stairs you have to jump you have to hop up the individual stairs he just drags across the ground t posing Mm -hmm. um the entire objective is to collect all the birdie bots every flavored beans i think you have to get like a thousand of them Mm -hmm. Um, the game starts with harry saying i've got to collect those beans Mm -hmm. and it's an oft repeated phrase just to remind you of its importance <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you, you talk to dumbledore about getting those beans you find neville longbottom he says i'm guarding the secret bean room come back when you have a thousand beans i never got a thousand beans so thanks neville you piece of shit <laughs> um uh, at one point someone mentions you know like there's a bathroom behind us that you can't get into because it's you know you, you got to be assigned female at birth mm-hmm. <laughs> i wish it hit harder at the jk rowling sniping like i don't I think do too. yeah i don't think it's it's like there's that one and then like that's basically it like i wish there's there was... the one when you get in the chamber of secrets oh is and there it's like it, it, okay yeah it's like it it's one extra line that just drives home like hey fuck you hey is the chambers is the cha- do you get the chamber of secrets through the bathroom yeah okay i don't think i ever okay. got to the chamber of secrets that's really maybe, maybe that's why i'm missing some beans i gotta get those oh, okay. beans i i, I, I just beans. like the fact that you know someone's like okay you, you can't get into this bathroom and, and harry goes like cut to the chase are there beans in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, here's what's important to me i think what also frustrated me about that is that like they build up that joke and then like you still just walk into the bathroom like there's no like mm-hmm. gating like true like, they they wrote the joke but they didn't like enforce it through gameplay which is fine because the game is intentionally low effort but i wish the the flying stuff i got like uh superman 64 ptsd from oh, the, yeah. from the flying section so you just walk outside mm-hmm. to the to the quidditch grounds and then yeah it just spawns you in this the quidditch arena and he's like i'm quidditch potter laying on his mm-hmm. broomstick and then the controls <laughs> to like fly you have to fly through these rings and it's terrible there it's is awful if you pivot up uh. Did you guys pivot up so you're pointing straight up? Have you seen what that does no. to, to Harry? If you point no. straight up, uh, the game like doesn't have like a rest point of like, oh, he's pointing straight up. He'll just 
guide upwards and you can't move him back. Basically, there's like a uh, pivot point um, for uh, Harry uh, tilting upwards. So if he's pointing straight up and then you point a little bit uh, past that point. So now like going up is technically going down. It's it. It inverses the controls. So like, oh, okay, he was going up, he was going up. Oh, now he's technically going down. The game registers at you pushing up. It's like, okay, back, go back towards towards the the full upright position. Mm-hmm. So it does that basically when you move one degree past going up. So then he just he just flashes back and forth like this. Oh my god! Just like spinning around <laughs> like a top because yeah. he like the, there, there's no equilibrium point because it wasn't programmed in. So he's just spinning around like that. Um, Quidditch Harry. Uh, there's like God rays in the library that have collision on them <laughs> that are dark that. too. Yeah, they're like they're like emissive fog. Yeah, that's coming As from the Bump into it. <laughs> I kind of hated that library section because I was trying so desperately to get all of the all the cards and all the beans and the platforming in that. Because actually, I forgot that you don't have full control over the camera. The camera only rotates. It rotates with you. So as you move forward, it, it tries to center behind you, mm-hmm. which is terrible in that platforming section because the, the space is so enclosed. You want to rotate it so you can, cause like there's like a, there's like uh, two rows of bookshelves and you have to hop down one aisle and then you have to jump across and hop down the other aisle which is impossible to do because you can't see where you're jumping to because of the way the camera is programmed i've also clipped the camera through the outer walls so many times so it's just like the skybox the skybox is just a dedicated blue so it's just like i just see like a sea of blue and it's just confusing as hell so there there was a point where i was in the um i was in the library and i must have rotated the screen in a weird way or rotated the camera in in a weird way because I found a picture of Robert Galbraith just in the wall. <laughs> but just like I was like walking in there. I, yeah, I was walking out of the the women's bathroom, and it's just a picture of him in the wall, like to the left of the women's bathroom, right behind Harry. It's Wait, so weird. And that's that's J.K. Rowling's gnome de plume, right? That's, or it's yeah, yeah. Does, does and, he have and an actual picture? Created quote unquote the um yeah. the the game got it right got it um uh there's also a giant spinning dobby yep. in potions class yeah you go yeah. into the potions also, class and there's just a giant <laughs> dobby floating in the air mm-hmm. spinning around also all the dialogue with dobby that's just like dobby's happy to be an indentured servant right yes <laughs> yes yeah one of the oh, one of the geez. wizards or one of the wizards or witches just goes like hey these these people have slaves i didn't sign up for this <laughs> it's like yeah. oh shit yeah that good one's, point, that good one's pretty good like that's one you can do that like that's a joke that will hit because you don't need any gameplay around it when you mm-hmm. go into when you go into snape's classroom he like says all right potter don't bring any naughty materials with you turn to page 69 and like for a potions <laughs> yeah. class but that's yeah. it there's no like actual gameplay it's just like oh i wrote this funny line here it is and then like let's move on um right. but yeah i uh, f- i enjoyed i enjoyed it the fact that every character is played by the same guy. Yes. Should mention that. It's very good. Yes. The I liked when you talk to Ron and Harry has a voice line and it's the, the single creator. And then Ron has a voice line and it's still the same guy. Excuse me, Ralph, thank you. Oh, right. It's Ralph we- Weasley. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then he has a voice line and you it's 
the exact same guy with just like a little bit of an affectation. And then you go down <laughs> yeah. the hall and you talk to Hermione and it's the same guy again with just like an effeminate. And a, and a falsetto. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you ever talk to a character for the second time, it will be Dumbledore's voice saying, you're a, you're a wizard at Hogwarts, Harry. And that's it. It, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter if you can go to Hermione and talk to her a second time and it will be Dumbledore. It's it's a game. I had fun with it's it. A game. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, and also there's a certain amount of nostalgia I have for those original, those first few Harry Potter games. Sure. Yeah. I played like. It was bizarre for me because one of the first games I tested out on the RetroPie was, was the Harry Potter PlayStation 1 game. Oh. And and like and then this turned up like the next day and I was like, whoa, all right. Is that Philosopher's <laughs> Stone or Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, I think Chamber of Secrets. It's, the first oh, okay. one? Sorcerer's Stone. I, I know, but oh. the one I tried. Yeah. Oh, okay. I played those games. Those were games that I was young enough that I still thought they were scary. Uh Peeves the Poltergeist is in those games and he freaked me the fuck out. You can't see me, but I'm nodding right now. Yeah. It's uh think, yeah. It's that gif They're, with the guy with the sunglasses nodding really. The source yeah, centaurs were creepy. <laughs> uh the what? Uh centaurs. There are centaurs? Oh, in centaurs. I, I th- you said centaur and I, my brain and went to minotaur. minotaur. Yeah, I did. So I almost said minotaur when I meant centaur. Wow, look at us. Look at us. Look at Who'd our thought? fucking uh horsemen bigots. Um <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's potter game that's potter game should we end on potter, that's game? potter game i think that's a safe sp- uh terrifyingly safe space guys we had so it. many games and we got through five of them just like i predicted alex yeah <laughs> just like you predicted uh there will be more games all according to more Keikaku. good times more games more games more games more games stop games end games no more games oh speaking of end game next time we'll talk about how bad the avengers beta is Ooh. oh all right yeah, yeah. let's do it he's just <laughs> mad because he can't play spider-man oh i actually pre-ordered it on ps4 so i will wow and i don't the want beta to is bad and you pre-ordered it that is I, the only way to get into the beta on oh. ps4 that is the only way to get oh, into this version of the beta wait are um, you saying the game itself is bad or just like the trappings of the beta are, are bad the game itself the beta makes it worse really <sighs> yeah we'll talk we'll talk about it next time all right yeah right here on the wordcast right here right now um well <laughs> until next time uh alex where can people hear about your ramblings about potter game uh, uh i definitely posted like a nine page thesis on twitter about yes. potter game uh, did you so notes you can, app you find screenshot that. Right. You bought an iPhone specifically to write your thesis so it had that notes app aesthetic so you could take a screenshot of it. Yes, of course. Uh, at G-H-O-D-A-N underscore. Everywhere else, that's just G-H-O-D-A-N with no underscore. Uh, that's that's uh, who I am, is Godan. That's who you are. Um, right. Nelson, where can people find you complaining about Marvel's Avengers? Oh, you can absolutely find me on Twitter at Whitico. That's W-H-I-T-T-I-C-O. And everywhere else complaining about uh, Marvel Avenger- Marvel's Avengers and why I just want a good fucking superhero game. And there's only been like one or two. Hey, in the last did you see 10, that? Have you seen that Suicide Squad uh, promo tease? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be excited for that when I see gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can find me uh, doing baseball play-by-plays at Dylan Vento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to more of our podcasts, you can find them at word-games.com or on Twitter at Word Video Games or wherever podcasts are found. Just search Wordcast. 
that is it. That is another quarantine catch up. I think we're all caught up kind of. Uh, I think after this, I think I'm going to drop the, the quarantine catch up moniker after this one. I think we're just okay. going to be, just going to be talking, just talking like normal people after this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is what the world is now anyway. <laughs> right. Fuck man. I just fucking, <laughs> who's ready to buy Mulan on, on Disney plus. Definitely ready to support the people's Republic of China. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You know, wait, no, I don't want to oh. go on record saying that. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and on that note, bye. Bye. Goodbye.